And welcome to episode 370 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Sean. Welcome back to another Quarantine Geeksters. <laughs> We're quarantined, y'all. The saga continues. So, how's things, Ed? Okay. I mean, you know, uh, it's... it's <laughs> It's it it really it's kind of drains on you this whole quarantine thing and this whole uh, not be able to do anything you want. Not that I you know because I, I was I keep thinking about it. I'm like you know what it's not like I really did much anyway. <laughs> when there was when there was no when there was no COVID, but now that there is, I'm kind of like son of a bitch. I can't do this. I wouldn't have done it normally, but now I don't have that choice. Like. <laughs> You know, if I wanted to go outside, I can't now. And I didn't when I was had the ability to go out. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just realized that I am okay with. I'm not okay with being alone. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but I guess not. <laughs> um, well, today I did. I did some civic duty today. I uh, I went and uh, uh, donated blood to the American Red Cross. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is something, you know, and of course, though, it really kind of motivated me more was I found out that they'll test my blood to see whether I have antibodies for COVID and let me know. Oh, so okay. it'd be kind of neat to see if like, yeah, I had the disease and does I survived, you know, or uh, no, I am. <laughs> I am clean as a whistle. <laughs> I've never had it and I hope I never will, you know. Okay. So, but that's uh, that's mainly one thing. And then uh, I did see a movie this week. I saw um, the Foreigner with Jackie Chan and I, Pierce Brosnan. I'm wanting to see that. How was that? It is really good. I mean, I, that's the thing. I always remember when it came out in theaters that you said you were going to go. You know, think about going and seeing it. And then, of course, we missed that opportunity. Yeah. And then when it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, you said. You know what? It's it would do be a bad service, especially how much Jackie Chan has entertained us over the years to not go and see his movie. Right. So I actually saw it on Netflix the other day, and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Let me let me see this movie. The the my words are haunting in your head. <laughs> That's right. I always remember things you say. I don't know why. <laughs> Anybody else forget it? <laughs> I'm glad one of us does because I guarantee I don't remember stuff I say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you like Jackie Chan movies and you like his high passion action and his, you know, his great choreography of his stunts and all, you're going to be disappointed. Well, I, yeah, I heard, and it looked like not a action packed movie, some action, but I mean, because of his age, I kind of expected it to be more of a, like a, like a hard nose, like drama action movie kind of like a little bit of action but mostly very character driven right right and, and I, I i i mean it's a good movie don't get me wrong I'm not, you know, but i mean if you're expecting those jackie chan movies you know you, you know enjoy no enjoy it's like it's a completely different jackie chan and i have to say he did a really good job um portraying um um like an, he like he is an old man but he to, to really like he look when you when you see him walking around you think he's like a, a really run down man like he really portrays that well and right. and it was it was really enjoyable and then like I said there was some there was some uh action sequences in there so you're not going to be disappointed and of course you do have Pierce Brosnan who is also aging as well so. <laughs> yes yeah but i mean it it was it was really good in terms of he, he, there was some there was still um 
some great action scenes in there with him. It's just not those high flyers that you would see before. Right. Um, I, I expected Jackie Chan to be more of a grounded fighter now at this point. Right. Just still and hide behind a door and then smack somebody as they walk in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you have to adjust your fighting style. You can't be, you know, sliding down glass buildings and leap from car to car like you could used to at one point in time. Like, mm-hmm. Your body just ain't built for that anymore. Right, right. I mean, he still he did still some some like he jumped off a building and you know landed on a, slide down a pipe and you Ugh. know. <laughs> oh man. So so he he was you know he, he was uh, pushing himself a little bit and it, but it, but it was just funny because you you like you 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 figure somebody like that who's broken pretty much every bone in his body has been in a sure. hospital more times than you know anybody you know a bunch of people put together. Um, you figure, you know, he's still be in great shape, you know, because he's still with exercise and, 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 and do his training, rigorous training every day. Um, but to see him kind of look like a worn out old man was just interesting. Cause you know, he, 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 it didn't take much to portray it, but he did it really well. And I, you know, just, just that alone was worth watching it. But then, like I said, the, the, there was an integral plot of different, uh, um, uh, plot lines going on there was like three or four plot lines going on at the same time it's you know intersected at one point you know at the at the end of the movie and it made it really really interesting you know and it was more about the the ira the irish ira than you know like anything else and it just it just showed that you know like like when today's age how things are kind of portrayed i mean i don't know how true it is but you know it was it was a good it was a good film, you know. I said I I, I re- highly recommend it, and uh, you know, I said you won't be disappointed. Like I said, though, if you're you're looking for some, you know, low, uh, no plot or very little plot action movie, you're not going to get that here. It's a it's a completely departure from his other films, but it's highly enjoyable. Still highly enjoyable. I will have to uh, give it a shot maybe before I uh, maybe tonight before I go to bed. Yeah. I, I I've I've seen a couple things too. I'll get to my after I get to yours. Well, that's, that's, it, that's pretty much it. I've been, uh, I, I've been, um, I've been trying to do things and I've been failing because, like, Comic Con was this week, uh-huh. and hopefully you have some news articles about this. Yeah, I'll be honest, not really. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, like, I have, I have some commentary on it because. Why do you say that, Ed? What happened to you this weekend? I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find it. I found it. I mean, there's there's multiple sources that you can watch Comic Con at home. That's that's what they're calling it. And you know, like we ran through the schedule and last week's nerd news and you know about the different things and all. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, and it was it's on it's on YouTube. So if you if you miss a, a panel, you can definitely see it again. Like you you know, it's not like it was a lot you know live there once you never see it again. So you could watch it. I mean, I could potentially go back and watch any of those panels at any time I want. But I got five minutes at any panel, and it really is. It's I think it's the crowd like like whooping it up and and clapping and cheering that you get really excited to hear what these actors and actors actresses have to say about whatever project they're working on. Because, right. and, and you need you do you need a panelist because a lot of these were let off by somebody who works in that you know um, you know for example the um, Constantine panel they were doing a Constantine panel with. Uh, Fifteen year anniversary. Fifteen anniversary, yeah, for fifteen year anniversary for for Constantine. 
I, I had that flag to something I wanted to watch. I got, I, I got five minutes into it. I turned it off. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was just a dull because there's, there's no crowd. It was just five. It was like they're on Zoom or whatever. It's one of those, you know, channel things. And you, you, I mean, like it could have got exciting into it, like maybe like 20, 30 minutes into it. But like, it's like, you got to grab my attention right away. I work, I live in a, I live in a Twitter age now. Right. <laughs> or, you know, or, or, you know, or whatever, one of those like short little app things are. You know, I don't have a long attention span. So if you're not going to excite me in the first few minutes, you're not going to get me at all. Like, right. And I tried like three times on three different things. And I was like, Whew. and like, and like, like the, 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 on Pluto, they have this IGN uh, network that you can watch. Like it's live 24 uh, seven IGN. It's about video games and stuff. And they had the, from like, from like a certain time frame, they had it on. And I try to watch it, but it was like, I, I I got on the wrong times because it was like about comic panels, about like storylines, and I had no clue what they were talking about. And I'm like, for a comic book fan, I'm sure they were like over the moon thrilled with it. But I was just like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, especially with DC, and I'm like, I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> so I turned it off. So I tried, but I, I failed miserably uh, with that, and that was that was the that was the thing like the, the disappointment in my in my week was trying to really you know because I'm thinking oh we're probably going to talk about some of this panel stuff and you know how is it and blah 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 and I was all excited and you know sitting down ready to go and it was just like <sighs> <laughs> and I'm like people paid a lot of money for this stuff like. <laughs> I mean, we estimated it was like seventeen thousand dollars for for somebody to go to Comic Con and spend a fortune to you know for hotel and food and tickets to get into these panels and waiting around for hours and like people waited for this shit. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so, but that that was my take on it. And then the other thing which I really wanted to do and I didn't do was um. Uh, last week, um, Peacock uh, launched. Oh yeah! And it was supposed to go on the PS4, and I was like, "All right, you know." So I kept looking for it. It never showed up. Like I, I don't know, like what happened. And then I start reading articles, and like where the articles had the, where the PS4 was coming in, it, 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 they dropped off. Like all of a sudden, it was like I guess they had to retract that for some reason. Cause I was like, look at those articles. I'm like, I'm like, what is the date? You know, I'm like looking at, and it was, there's nowhere to be found. So, um, unless you have basically Comcast at this point, like, and like a few devices, you, that's the only way you're going to see Peacock at this point until they make their agreements and be able to be streamed everywhere. That's where we're at with this. But, uh, you know, and I, I was, I was watching some of the reviewers and they're like, they're like, eh, you know, like I think Peacock's a little late to the party to these streaming wars. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm kind of interested because, like I said, there's 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 a free version, and I'm will you know for free I'm I'm willing to try it. You know, I don't know right. if I pay for it, but I'm I mean I'll, I'll I'll see what it's like to to try it out and see what it is. But till that day, I don't know when that's going to happen. But I'll let you know when when I finally do uh, put it on my Roku and and uh, check it out. Or if I get if it's on the PS4, even I'll even try it there. Like I'll just try it somewhere just to see what it is. I mean, I could do it on my phone. But I'm not a phone watcher. I'm not like a guy who can sit in front of his phone and watch it. I'm not. I'm too old. 
<laughs> I guess right. I'm not a millennial or or whatever to to sit there on my phone and watch that for you know three hours. I'm like, I got this big screen TV that I can I don't have to hold up. I can <laughs> I can just <laughs> you know, stare at that, you know. So, but that was that was my week. So, how, how about you? Um, well, like like you, I was looking for the Peacock app as well. Um, I couldn't find it, and now that I know why, um, I was I didn't look, I'll be honest, I didn't look too hard because I could have I looked it up and found it. But once I found it, like once I typed in Peacock and nothing showed up, I was like, okay, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering what like Google is is thinking. Everybody's typing in Peacock. Yeah. You, a lot of weird search. A lot of weird searches are going on for the word peacock. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, this week I actually um, I had a second COVID test because for those people who are fans of the show, I think I've talked about it in the past. I've I have sleep apnea, so I have a CPAP machine. Oh yes. This Friday, this past Friday, um, we recorded on a Sunday, so two days ago, I had. Um, to go in Friday night for a sleep study. But in order to go in for the sleep study, I had to get a COVID test done um, to make sure that I don't have COVID before I get, you know, before I go walking into the hospital. Um, I passed. I don't, I didn't have it. So yay me. Um, So I was all clear to go to do the sleep study. Uh, Nothing exciting happened in the sleep study. It was basically, Hey, go to the hospital. Well, for me, it was a hospital room. Um, dressed up kind of to make it look like a hotel but it really wasn't <laughs> um, sleeping on a hospital bed and all the you know like everything's out of the room but it still looks like a hospital room <laughs> um, it's like okay well, we're gonna you know stay here sleep in a strange bed not your company you know and you're gonna have something attached to you and we're gonna watch you all night long while you sleep and then at some point in time we're gonna come in and there's a guy gonna... Larry who stands over you <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some guy breathing heavy with his feet up on his desk, just staring at me the entire time. <laughs> you mind if I smoke? <laughs> watching Netflix or something, and I can't, you know, or he chooses that means you'll be asleep. You won't mind if I watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you, you say you get changed, and, you know, you're sitting there, and the nurse comes in, and she hooks, you know, the machine up to me and puts all the diodes attached to my head, and it straps around my chest, and, you know, it's like, okay, well, now, now go to sleep. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I can't just, you know, I can't I can't just... do it on command. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not a performance seal for you, you know, um... <laughs> I mean, she was kind of nice. She's like, I usually let people just kind of go to sleep however they want to go to sleep. You know, like I, I brought my nook, so I was reading. Um, you know, I could have watched TV if I wanted to, you know, and just naturally fall asleep. But the problem is if you have me on TV, if you if I was watching TV, I probably would. First, it's their TV, so it's got shitty channels. I, 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 well, I need to watch Law & Order for 17 hours? Like, no, thank you. Um, I couldn't get hooked up to their Wi-Fi network, so I couldn't. It's not like I could even stream Netflix through my phone or my Nook. So I pretty much just, you know, laid in bed and read and read and read, and I, I finally nodded off. And then the nurse comes in at some point in time and, you know, f- puts the machine on to go. Okay, now we're gonna pump air and you know, see how much you know you need for the the for pounds of pressure. And then next, you know, it's like okay, you wake up at six o'clock in the morning. A time that I never wake up at, by the way, I am 
legitimately a, oh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, let me go to bed now, and then sleep until about yeah, maybe 10, 11 o'clock. This is, hey, lights out at 11, we're going to wake you up at 6, go home. You know, And I was not like – it's not the optimal time for me to sleep, you know. Right. So, I say, except sometimes at six o'clock you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately think last night I went to bed like around three thirty yeah. because I was, you know, deep in the game I was playing. It's always, you know, because it goes to Shishimu, uh, is is always it's one of those like it's an open world thing. And let me just do one more thing. Let me just do one more thing, and next thing you know, it's five things or ten things and three hours have gone by and you're like shit what happened you know um, so I mean I eventually did not off and fell asleep and you know let me go and nothing really has changed as far as the, the pressure of the machine which I was kind of disappointed in because I've lost quite a few pounds since my last test um, which was years ago Um so I was, it was kind of disheartening to know that I, you know, there was no change. There was a slight change as far as like, for those people who don't know, sleep apnea is when your throat kind of closes around you and you can't breathe um, when you sleep. Um, so <clears throat> when I sleep on my side, they pump air into your nostril and to, to help open those passageways to be able to breathe easier. Um, the PSI for me on my side is nine, but when I'm on my back, I'm 13, which I'm like, all right, which is what my machine's at now, right now. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm just hoping that I'll get a new machine out of this because my old one's old, very old. That's this, and that's basically the not the highlight of my week. Um, the highlight of my weekend actually was Stacy was on Facebook and she came across a post about the WWE channel is running a documentary called The Last Ride. It's about Undertaker's retirement, basically. I didn't really know this about her, but she's an Undertaker fan. I have always loved The Undertaker since day one. My kind of guy, tall, dark, macabre, you know, rest in peace. You know, the whole... Yeah, yeah. Any, every, I think... If I name the name, say the name Undertaker, if you're a wrestling fan, you sure as shit know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So she sees this Facebook post that you know this this documentary is really really good. Like it's and I've seen a couple of WWE documentaries and they've always been good, very riveting and very like they they're willing to kind of pull the curtain back and tell you like the real nitty gritty and not and unabashedly be very honest and open about what they do. Now now they do. Um, I know back in the 80s that would be a different story but now they're pretty much you know it's it's you know these people almost by their almost household names so The Undertaker has never really had a documentary about him at all and back in 2017 he was planning to retire so he allowed the WWE Network cameras the documentary team to kind of follow him on this so called last year of his performing you know, because at this point, you know, he's only does he's only doing doing WrestleManias at this point, um, like once a year, and then he, you know, he tries to keep the streak going. And anybody who knows wrestling knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it made Stacy and I kind of both interested in. So we um, we actually bought um, the WWE <laughs> Network app for at least for a month just to watch because it's only six episodes, five episodes. Um, 
And so we paid her ten bucks, and we watched ten it. Ten bucks? It's ten bucks for a month. Okay. You know, look, now I'm. I mean, you, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, that they, they like that's like if if I was like I'm a W I was a wrestling fan, and I'm, I'm in a way you know you always you, I can always watch one. It's not like it's like right. oh I'll never watch this again. It's I'm old now. Um, you know, because I still like some of the the people. You know, I it's it just. You just get to a point where you, where you know, I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, if, if that's if that's something enjoyable, then then that's fine, you know. So I'm, I'm okay now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I just I just loaded the WWE app just to see, and there is actually some free stuff on here apparently. There's free stuff. Anything that's on TV that's free is available to watch free also. And you have like some vignettes and stuff like that. Um, but for the ten bucks, you get pay per view access. You uh-huh. get all the pay per view stuff. Right. You get um the original programming because I was always I was always really interested in uh, Stone Cold Steve Steve Austin has what they call you know a podcast TV show where it's like an hour he sits down with somebody and talks to them about the business and their life and stuff and he's interesting enough as on as an as in his own right so him to sit down with you know like Triple H or and you know he actually talks to the Undertaker and he you know he talks to these people and as if they're like just you know two guys having a beer like at the end of the his podcast with Taker, they have like a, sh- a beer and a shot, like it's because it's, it's it's typical Stone Cold Steve Austin type of stuff. Right. But I was always interested in that. Like I was like, okay, because I could never find the podcast version of it. I just knew there was a visual representation of this podcast on on the app. Um, my sister, she has the app, and because she's got, you know, my brother in law loves Danielle loves wrestling because she watched it with me. You know, the whole the Generation X, you know. Badass Billy Gunn, all you know, all those guys, mankind, and of course, you know, she's got two boys, so you sure as shit know wrestling is going on in their house twenty four seven at some point in time. So it was, it was, it was a smart buy for her. Right, right. She really, I heard how much they really enjoyed watching it because they got the pay per views, you know, they got you know all the live stuff, they got behind the scenes stuff, like you know, and I was like, okay, and for ten bucks. For five episodes of to watch this documentary, it's five hours. That's two bucks an hour, two bucks a show. <laughs> you know, like ten dollars. Let, let me grab ten dollars, throw out the window. <laughs> that's that's what you that what you would pay for if you want to like you know like um, voodoo or um, uh, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, um, Prime Video and and paid for an episode for a TV show or something like that. You'd be paid two bucks. You know, for something like that. Like, so, so, yeah, it makes sense. So, Stacy, she was the one who was like, you know, for 10 bucks, fuck it, let's watch it. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm telling you, it was hands down a great documentary. Like, uh, by by the end of the first episode, Stacy and I are kind of watery eyes and shit. Because it, for me at least, because I, probably for her too, I can't speak for her, but I can only speak for myself. It brought back a lot of those, like, you know, I remember his debut. and Because they, they go through his 30-year career. And... I find out at some point in time that he's only five years older than me. And I am shocked as shit to look at him and go, that's a hard life because he looks, you would think he was in his 60s or close to his 70s. And I'm like, holy crap. I mean, and then to see like the kind of the career he's had and the highs and lows. And like I said, this thing started back in 2017 and it goes up to this year's WrestleMania, this past year's WrestleMania. So he has been trying to retire for the last three years. (laughs) Um, And it was very much like a, this is my last match and it was good, but 
it wasn't as good as I wanted to be. Um, it was with the first one was with Roman Reigns, and, and he hated it. He watched himself like in the first episode. You find this guy is really dedicated to his job, and not that they're not all not, but how dedicated he is and how humble he I would say he is because he's like you know these people are paying their hard earned money. I want to make sure they give him a show. I wasn't. I don't think the people watched that that match and thought that was the best they ever seen. So he starts, you know, for lack of a better term, they all use the phrase chasing the dragon of that last match for the next three years mm-hmm. to try to find a way to be able to kind of redeem himself um, for that match and to find that one match that he can go out on top. Like, not on top, but out on his own terms. You know, like, you know, that he talks about, his, they, they, and like every episode has to do with like that year. Like it was Roman Reigns, and then it was followed up with um, oh, John Cena, and how they, you know, how they had to bring Taker back to, you know, fight John Cena, <clears throat> and then, you know, it was just, and then, you know, he comes back because he gets hip surgery done. He feels a little better. He's a little disappointed that his time with Cena at WrestleMania was like not even five, like five minutes. He felt like he had more in the gas tank, so he was working that year, and and it was just, it was interesting to see how it how it leads up to eventually what happens is, is him and AJ Styles have a WrestleMania match in this past WrestleMania. For those people who don't know, a lot of public venues were canceled because of COVID-19. So that included wrestling. That didn't include wrestling, but it encompassed the fact that you can't have live audiences in mass places. Mm. At least back in April. Now some places have loosened up. Some people loosened up too much, and they went, "Oh shit!" And now they're going through a second wave of it. But at the time, a lot of the WrestleMania, they felt like you know we have a we have a a duty to our fans to keep going, and they would they would do these shows in empty arenas for the most part. I remember seeing a Cena one like not too long ago. Because I mean, you you say you can't get out. Like once you're a fan, you're always a fan. You know. (laughs) It's legitimately is like once you're out, you just you think you're out, you'll be thumbing through channels, and you go, "Oh my god, that's wrestling! Let me see what's going on. Yeah. Let me see if I can pick up where I left off." And you're always like, because and I told Stacey this, and I've always said it: wrestling is a male soap opera yeah. with life stunts. I mean, it's 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 supposed to high drama storylines. Some are great, some are bad, some are horrible, some are ridiculous. At least when you know in, in the Attitude Era. They were so ridiculous and so over the top. You know, like Stacy was saying that, you know, how many kids got in trouble for the degeneration as suck it. You know, like how many kids got in trouble, but they're just going, I got two words for you. Suck it. You know, I can't even say suck it without doing the DX in my crotch. Like I <laughs> right now, Ed, like you can suck it, you know, and then, then like it doesn't matter what your name is like oh, that whole genre of yeah with the rock and foley and it was like so like you're watching all these people talking about some of these matches and you're like I, you can't it's like once you think you're out they it sucks you back in in some way shape or form it doesn't have to be full-blown but i guarantee you if you're bored on a monday you're gonna watch wrestling for at least 20 minutes as, yeah. a, as a guy yeah, uh, I don't know how it is for women, but for guys, it's definitely like click, 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 click. Oh, wrestling's on! Wow, I don't know any of those people. <laughs> it ain't like, I don't even, it ain't like I remember. Yeah. Click, 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 click. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, ooh, that move was that was that was vile. <laughs> oh, that was bad. You know, like, oh, that was hurt. That had hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm being, I mean, I'm being stitches. I'm being a and stretch out on a bed for four weeks <laughs> with that one. 
<laughs> right. And, and, and so like watching this, it kind of like it, it brought like what was interesting is because of COVID, how they were going to they set up this big giant match between AJ Styles and the and, and Taker. And how are they going to do this without an audience? You know, and they came up with that. They basically came up with a short, a, a really a, like a, almost like a feature length film or at least a short film. It was a boneyard match, and no one knew what a boneyard match was. They kind of made it up on the spot, and they actually took like an old house, converted into like a, a graveyard, like a like a cemetery, and AJ and Taker went at it, and it was filmed. It wasn't like a live match. It was it was pr- kind of pre-recorded hmm. because they had cut instead of cameras and stuff. Like Taker said, it was, but it was it was interesting to watch how that unfolded because you're going okay back in 2017 how he felt 2018 2019 he didn't do a wrestlemania but he was there anyway just in case because it talks a lot about him and his relationship with vince mcmahon and how like out of the old guards he's the only one that's still around at the time mm-hmm. like everyone jumped ship to go to wcw or acw or whatever the, you know some other place and taker has been there for 30 years you know and it was it was very interesting to see you know like Triple H talking about it. They had Shane McMahon, Vince. You know, I've never seen Vince show any kind of hu- real human emotion. He cracked a couple times in this do- documentary, tears welling up. And even at one point, he's like, "I, you guys got to cut. I can't. I can't talk about that." Like because he's so emotional about it. It was it was crazy. You know, I'm like, and for five episodes, it was it was riveting television. It was really good. And and it was just made me go like okay well you know it was it was twelve bucks ten bucks well spent I'm gonna say mm-hmm. and now I get to kind of go okay well, what else you got because they have like we just watched um, Mick Foley celebrating the twentieth anniversary of his infamous Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker you know where he loses the tooth and the whole cage breaks down underneath him he lands on all those tacks you know the whole, everyone knows what match you're talking about if you're a wrestling fan <laughs> yeah actually and, I know that I know the match you're talking about. Right, and so he he's at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the twentieth anniversary, the exact same day, the date of that anniversary, and he's kind of doing like a one-hour stand-up thing, almost talking about this match and how he, you know, what it was like from his perspective and where he started and how like like basically the history of this match and mm-hmm. him and the match and all that. And it was it was funny, it was entertaining, but it made me go shit. Like I thought it was going to be him talking about and seeing clips of the match at the same time they didn't do that which was fine because you know what they have just that match in the wwe app so i'm like well fuck it i'm gonna watch that match later tonight like after we get done i don't know if stacy's ever seen the entire match she's shaking her head no because it was probably before her time um or just <laughs> her time but not in that right time um uh, so i might have to like watch it again to be like because there was a couple times watching the watching the, the documentary, I'm smiling, I'm getting a little misty eyed, going, "Oh my god, I remember that!" Like it starts, I have start having these like moments of, like, "Shit, I remember watching that match and how I was screaming at the TV." And I'm sitting there going, "How the fuck did they do that?" Like I know watching this, this is just all just a boy soap opera, and but yet I still got sucked in watching these little clips, going, "Damn, that was good. I remember that. It was weird." Very weird. I mean, I'm gonna say like, if you got ten bucks to spend, get the WWE app and watch the and watch the last ride because it is fucking phenomenal. You know, there. That that was pretty much what I did. 
That, that sounds good. That. I mean, you, know, you almost have me, you know, and, and, and buying this app just to see the. Because I mean, I I liked Undertaker as a, as a wrestler as well. Um, you know, and it's it's like saying I'm like, but I'm like I had to look it up while you were talking just to see. I mean, he started. Yeah, you're like you said thirty years. And I'm like, no, nah, it had to be longer than that because I remember him in the eighties because I remember. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna make me sound horrible, but I don't care. Um. <laughs> there you there like you know like you know of course it was like Saturday Night Wrestling you know and I was like that's how it kind of started and I, I think I, we talked about the history of wrestling before because we used to be territories and then Vince McMahon had this idea of taping his matches and then going to the different territories and playing them at those in those territories and then eventually what ended up happening is he ended up winning them out and buying them and then becoming this whole thing in the US because like it was because it was div- div- divided by the um uh, uh, you know the different different areas by broadcasting, by television rights and stuff like that. It wasn't like universal like it is today. Like you can't watch like the same show. Like there was local shows and then there was national shows, that kind of thing. So wrestling was always uh, local, not national. So that's what they. That's how I kind of started. But I remember, and I'm like, I'm like, I remember though there was a Saturday morning cartoon of WrestleMania. I don't know if you remember this or not. I do. Okay. And one of the characters in that show was the Undertaker. And this okay. was like in the 80s, you know, you're talking, you know, because I was just, I was still in grade school at the time. You were probably in junior high or high school at that at that point. Right. And uh, so I had to look it up. But he started in 87. So when you said when you said 2017, he started to retire. That's basically 30 years. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I thought that technically 33 years for him. But those last three years, it was like he was he was kind of reduced down to like one match a year. And there was a reason for it. It wasn't like he it, he we get hurt at WrestleMania, have to get an operation done, get healed up just in time to start training for the next WrestleMania. You know, mm-hmm. he, he could never really go on the road. Like I said, the I'm telling you for, it is worth 10 bucks just for one month to watch that, that, that series. Cause it really pulled you in. I got to see, first of all, because taker, if you're a fan of undertaker, you didn't know really anything about him. Like he was always a mystery to actually see him like, you know, as the you know like talking yeah because he, he never he never really talked paul bear did most of the talking at the time right. his, his manager at the time and i was like that was that was his uh that was his mouthpiece you know through through it like he barely i think barely he said anything i think for the first few years <laughs> right it's it's just one of those like it's like i said i i, I highly recommend it if you get a chance it, it's 10 bucks it ain't gonna hurt nothing <laughs> if you i guarantee you you'll you'll spend ten dollars within the week by doing stupid shit. Yeah. I was saying, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much going to like pretty much do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you won't be, I'm telling you the next week's show, you're going to be like, I watched that. It was great. And then I watched this and then I watched this and then I, I fell down a rabbit hole. I, it, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. you're going to shave your head and you're going to be like, you know, brother, I take my vitamins and say my prayers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is Ed from Geeksters. Oh yeah, snap it to a Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Like I actually was watching something. Speaking of wrestling, I was watching something on YouTube about uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and it was oh. about his about seven, top seven movies that he's ever made. Like he's like, like a B movie star. And of course, They Live was on there, and then I forget the name of the movie, but it's the one with the with like a post apocalyptic world, and he's the last. 
That's it. That is by far. That is a classic. If I ever get my hands on a copy of Hell Comes to Frogtown, that is something that's definitely going to be in my arsenal. I don't know if it's I. It is. It's it's the elusive. It's the holy grail of 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 movies. It is unbelievably hard to get a hold of. I think it's only available in VHS format. I don't know. You're probably looking it up right now to see if it's on DVD or Blu-ray. I don't know if it's ever going to make it to Blu-ray. It is. It, it ain't a great movie. <laughs> It, it, it ain't, but what it is, it's fucking entertaining. <laughs> I think I've seen it twice in my life, which is a lot. You know? um, and uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm looking it up. And... When, I was, when I was younger, I used to work for a video distributor, and that was so elusive, so hard hard to get like on to buy, to buy from somebody to, in order to flip it to sell it to somebody else. It was hard to buy. It was it was even harder. It was easy to get rid of, but it was so hard. Like at the moment, if it ever came in the store, because there was like two, four, I think there was like six of us total as, as the sales force. If that movie came in, we would all have to throw our names in a hat and we would have to lottery it to see who would get the chance to sell it. You know, because that's how hard it was to get, how hard it was to come by, and how big the reward was for selling it. <laughs> well, it's on Blu-ray. Um, it yes, it is Bloom Blu-ray and it is available. Blu-ray, Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD combo pack. How uh, comes uh, the frog down? Yeah, it's twenty-five bucks, twenty-four ninety-nine. I might so. be buying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like ten bucks, that's not twenty dollars on a Blu-ray. <laughs> easy, easy peasy lemon squeezy. I mean, you can get Days Live, the collector's edition, for fifteen. So. <laughs> well, I have the Day to Live. I have my, not only do I have the Day to Live collector's edition, but I have all three stars. The only person I never got to sign it was John Carpenter, kicking my ass and kicking myself in the ass for not getting him to sign it, um, because he was at a comic con, and I didn't even think about bringing my my They Live copy for him to sign it. I was too busy interested in uh, Kevin. Uh, oh my God, um, Jesus Christ, Batman, Kevin Conroy. Oh, okay. He was the only reason why I was there that year to go see him and get his autograph, and everybody else was. Non existent. I mean, D. Snyder was sitting next to Kevin Conroy, and I didn't even give a shit about him. You know? <laughs> um, I, I don't even think Twisted Sister gives a shit. Like, I, I, right, everybody, I mean, I'm not saying, like, that guy was like, a staple of my, my high school years. I want to rock! You know, like, come on! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to see him, you know, like, he came in, and he's like, you know, it was just funny as hell. I'm like, I, I, but then when Piper, um, Keith David is it? Yeah, I think it's Keith David, not David Keith. Maybe it's, no, it's David Keith and Meg Foster were at a horror con, uh, Monster Mania, and I brought my They Live, and they all signed it. And I was like, yes. And I, I couldn't. Piper was couldn't have been the nicest person I've ever met, as far as appreciative, not only for the movie but for his career. He just it, it was worth. I mean, he came in a little late. That he came in a little later than everybody else. It was totally worth it. I was like, fucking, I got to meet one of my idols as a kid. Like, Piper was the man for me. Mm-hmm. And Taker was second on that list. And like I said, $10, spend it. Buy yourself a month of WWE. You'll be thanking me later. Right. <laughs> 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 and then... And there's also I do have um, I have a, a, a filing complaint against Nintendo. Okay. For, for Paper Mario. 
I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit of this. For those people who haven't played Paper Mario, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spoil this one. Because this one is... I, I've... Ed, I play, I'm playing a game right now, the Ghost of Sima, where, where it's violent and ugly and it's you know feudal Japan or samurais or blood gore. I've never seen anything so dark and so foreboding as this Paper Mario game. It is unbelievable. I don't know if you hear Stacey laughing in the background. It is... I have never been more shocked and horrified by what I've seen in a Paper Mario game, okay? What is somebody light a match? <laughs> no, no. Here, here. There is a character. His name is Bob. Bob Um. He's a little bomb character. Okay? okay. And he doesn't have a fuse. And the reason why he doesn't have a fuse, he's suffering from amnesia. Doesn't really remember why. Okay. That's key because there's a moment in the game where he realizes why. He, okay. There is a moment where you get to this new. It's it's your typical. Hey, you have to go to this world, beat a bunch of bad guys to weaken the bigger bad guy at the end. Uh-huh. And they, it's you, Mario, um, Olivia, which is a paper or an origami female character, who is the sister to the ultimate bad guy in this game, the King Origami. It's right there in the title. No no shock. Okay. But then on along the way, by the, the second road, you get Bob. They call him Bob, Bobby, because they can't pronounce his name, which is B-O-M-B-O-M-B. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a real stretch. <laughs> for whatever reason, I guess, I guess you can't. It doesn't translate well in Italian, I guess. I don't know, because Mario doesn't really say it. Mario doesn't really talk at all. Olivia's doing all the talking, but so she decides to call him Bobby. You know, you're like, okay, and sure. he's, not really, he's not really a great character. He's kind of kind of like tags along, and he kind of helps you out every once in a while in a fight, but every once in a while in the fight, he fails at his at his, at his his job. He's, Stacy called him useless. Okay. okay. And not the brightest bulb in the bunch, okay, either, right? So they get to, if you finish one world, you get to the next world, and in, in this moment, a big giant boulder crushes Olivia right now she's paper so she's fine right but they need to move this 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 boulder well Bobby goes Mario you gotta trust me I, I all of a sudden his memory comes back after seeing these fireworks and he's like you need to take me to this this the ship out in the open sea again it's it's stages and games reason why he needs to go there is he needs to get something that's very very important you find you go you get to safe you bring it back to the land where the big rock is, where Olivia is, and this is where it turns dark. Dun, dun, okay. dun. Okay, Ed, I'm going to tell you a story. Apparently, Bob lost all his friends, right? Mm-hmm. And he lost his best friend. And his best friend's fuse is in this safe. And what Bob is going to, what Bobby's going to do is He's going to get that fuse out of this box, put it on top of his head, light his head up, and blow up the rock to save Olivia. He is a suicide bomber. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, when you're starting to tell me, I, I kind of saw this coming. And I'm like, and you're like, yeah, he's not too smart. And I'm like, what suicide bomber is? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it is played. it is played very seriously. 
Like, this is not, I mean, I'm watching, like, this is fucking Paper Mario. It's 2D, and it's colorful and bright. And here's this bomb gone. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself to save Olivia. Please don't let me die in vain. (laughs) Paper Mario 2 brought to you by Arcada. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it, he's a suicide bomber. He's, he's, I'm, I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? This is a, a kid's, a kid's game. Like he's saying, it's like, yeah, okay. Sacrifice yourself for the greater good by killing yourself. Holy ma-. I'm like, that's some deep, dark shit. I mean, I'm okay with, you know, a giant monkey stealing a woman and then, you know, Mario got to <laughs> climb up some ladders and jump over some barrels. That's fine. Him trying to ruin Bowser's and Princess Peach's relationship for twenty odd years. I'm okay with him trying to be a homewrecker, but you're gonna have a bomb blow up full well. You know he's gonna kill himself. And I'm sitting there just looking at him, going, "I, you got it. How? What is? What's the lesson here? <laughs> like, and and I'll be honest, like, Stacy's still on that level, and and I was thought at one point, okay, well maybe he's maybe he'll be fine, right? He's fine. You know, it's a game. No, Ed. Fucking guy comes back as a ghost to tell Mario, you have to go tell, because Olivia now is so upset because she realizes that Bobby killed himself to save her. And so she's off in a corner crying her eyes out, and the ghost of Bobby tells Mario that you got to do something to cheer her up because if not, his sacrifice will be in vain. I'm like, holy... In three days, if this motherfucker comes back, I'm 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 so like shocked. Oh, Stacy just sent me a bunch of articles about this thing that I'm just talking about. I can't. I'm. I sat there shocked, hard, stunned, and quite saddened. I just got done an emotional ride with with Undertaker. His last ride, by the way. Ten dollars for the month. I again recommend it. <laughs> Do you have money in WWE? <laughs> but to watch this little two-dimensional bomb say you got to cheer her up in a ghostly form. By the way, it's a fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi type looking image of him, kind of like blue and see-through, telling Mario you got to cheer her up because if not, you can't save the kingdom. And and I'm like I can't believe it. And you know what? And here's and you know how Mario gets Olivia back in the game. He's got a fake paper mache head of a, a Goomba that he puts on and dances around, and that makes her chuckle. And then it almost like it's like and she's like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Like <laughs> totally, totally like. And they even go past where the ghost was at, and, and and she has this moment like, oh, did you feel that? I feel like Bobby's with us even right now. And I'm like, yeah, because he's in a pile right over there. He's a ghost. And you get a chance to go touch that area, and, and nothing happens. You're like, oh, so that's it? Like, I, 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 I'm I going to have nightmares for weeks. Uh, <laughs> this poor little bomb, little characters going out. Save yourself. <laughs> I mean, there's even, it's so dramatic that Mario realizes what he's going to do and tries running to save him, to stop him, and it still blows up in his face. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised you probably can find a clip on YouTube at this point. (laughs) The trauma, I'm like, how? 
I'm I'm writing a very harshly worded letter to Nintendo <laughs> about the trauma that I, you know, have PTSD over a two dimensional character, which pukes confetti at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I, other than that, the game's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's cute and it's fun and it's got some lighthearted comedy, except for this one little moment where a guy just basically self implodes to blow up a rope, to blow up a stone. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I outside of that? I didn't do. I didn't do much. I was kind of tied, not tied, but I, I kind of sequestered myself because having a, I didn't want to go anywhere because of the COVID test, and then the COVID test was on a on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. And I had to test on a Friday, so I was like, well, I can't do anything Friday. Well, I couldn't do anything Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So I kind of just played video games and watched TV. <laughs> that was my big uh, that was my big weekend. All right. Mm. But I also, sorry, I had to get a drink. Also, like you, I did try to, you know, last week we talked about Comic-Con, and it was at home, and you figure, all right, this is going to be great. I'm going to get to see all the shit that I never... I always wanted to see or at least be a part of and I didn't pay attention to any of it um, that's not true I did commemorate the occasion by buying a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> I bought a Comic Con International t-shirt it was um, Art Gem Art Germ the artist did a, a, a painting of um, Joker's new uh, quote unquote assistant punchline so she's on the shirt and it says you know Comic Con International 2020 and I'm like, all right, you know what? I, this is the first time in, in history that something like this has ever happened. I should at least try to commemorate that moment in, in some way, shape, or form for myself. Because uh-huh. most of the other stuff was sold out. Like, they had a t-shirt, which I thought was genius. Front of the t-shirt said front of the line. And the back of the t-shirt said end of line. And I was like, that's pretty cute. I like that. But, of course, it was sold out. Because, right. you know, it's, you figure, like, hey, well, all our business is going to come from being online. Maybe we should make more than Maybe everyone would want to buy one, but nope, it sold out. <laughs> Limited um, so quantities. Right, and so this one was the most, the next best one that they had my size, and and I was like, all right, you know what? Sure, why not? I'll 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 splurge a little and get myself a, a my first time ever Comic Con T-shirt because it's only it's, I'm never gonna go, I'm never gonna be walking in that building. I'm not gonna walk in that building with 120,000 people walking in and out. I don't I don't care, you know. I, not for me. Angelina Jolie could be there going, I'm personally inviting you to show up to this. I'm like, I'm going to have to pass. I'm sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> unless you're giving me VIP treatment, which is, you know, my own place, and you're going to come see me and sign my autograph? No. <laughs> I am not going to, I'm not going to walk in a, basically a wall-to-wall BO fest of tchotchkes and, and broken hopes and dreams. <laughs> no, I just, I just can't. I just can't. Just can't. Well, I'll buy a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I did. I did kind of like I. I was optimistic to say the least. As I went through, like, um, I think it was like Friday's plate, like list of events, and I was actually setting alarms because. It's all in Pacific time. We're on the East Coast, so I had to kind of adjust for time zone. So I'm setting alarm clocks. For, I'm setting an alarm for like 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, 3 o'clock in the afternoon because there's some stuff I wanted to watch. I wanted to see, like, they talk about um, 
recall um, one of the things was the Constantine thing. Mm-hmm. There was Bill and Ted's um, the Bill and Ted's um, face the music. Face the music moderated by Kevin Smith, and I'm like, okay, and Kevin. Then there's an evening with Kevin Smith. I think was last night or tonight, and I'm like, all right, I'm. I'm I really want to see some of this stuff. Uh, the, there's Charlize Theron talking about her. You know, we talked about that. I don't really want to see that one. I haven't checked it out yet because luckily once it gets recorded, you can go back to the YouTube channel because I went to the, their YouTube channel to to basically scroll what they had because I didn't watch it when it happened. I didn't watch it live because I was busy doing nothing else. <laughs> I huh. mean – I literally was just like, hey, it's Saturday. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to play some video games and eat lunch and maybe watch some TV with Stacy and, and and not glue myself to a screen to watch a bunch of other screens pop up with people talking about stuff. Like, it was um, – I tried watching the the Bill and Ted one. I tried started watching the Constantine one, but again, like you, I was like, yeah, I mean, without – the mod- if you don't know the moderator, I think that that it helps that you need somebody who's going to be entertaining. Um, and when you have a bunch of people that you don't know, you know their name, but you don't know their faces, right. it's kind of tough. I started watching, you know what I, th- I saw- thought was interesting? And I, I don't think it happened at Comic-Con was um, the cast of Sc- Scott Pilgrim versus the world. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary. So they had a basically a live read um, of the script. So you got to see Chris Evans and Brandon Ruth and Michael Serrera. The per- only person who wasn't there, which I was a surprise, was Brie Larson. Um, to you know, but everybody else was pretty much there to, to read their parts. And mm. you know, and I'm like, wow, like it was, it was that was kind of interesting. But I've I've witnessed you know them just people. It's basically just people reading a script. You <laughs> know, act, basically it's a state. It's it's a radio play except with visual aspects to it. And I started watching that, and I was like, all right, well, it is what it is. You know, okay, I'm cool. That's nice. Um, and then 10 minutes in, I was like, okay, you know what? I had uh, We had to go do something else, and I left. I haven't gone back to it. Um, but I don't even think that was a Comic-Con thing. I started watching the Kevin Smith hosting the, the Bill and Ted stuff, and I got 10 minutes in. And, you know, it took him 10 minutes for Kev to actually get everybody on screen. Because yeah, I think I was watching one. Of the, I think I don't might have been that one. It was like it's like, all right, you on, and it's like I'm like, wow, how professional. <laughs> like, well, what do you call it? the the um, Star Trek panel? Their own security programming fucked them out of of some stuff too. Because the moment they started showing you know clips of the show, it, they got blacked out because the CBS is like, no, you can't show this. It's their panel. They can't show, and they had the okay to show it, but the other lawyers, or other however the however the program works, didn't know that, and it wound up giving them like blocking them out, like for for you know copyright infringements. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I know that Kevin had his like an evening with Kevin Smith, but they only gave him an hour. You giving Kevin Smith an hour, you're going to get maybe half a question in. <laughs> Kevin will talk for like three hours. Some of the times it's usually like four questions, you know, because the question that you ask has to have a setup and that setup has to have a setup. And then the story has to be, you know, all funny and engaging and then wrap it up and go like, oh, by the way. And 
along the way he'll 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 fall into what he calls potholes where he forgets what he was talking about because he smoked away the memory (laughs) and then it's and he makes those jokes along the way but i'm like you've given him an hour it's like saying like yeah you know he's personally gonna be able to ask ask a question kev's gonna start answering it and then halfway through he's gonna i ran out of time sorry like (laughs) i just i'm like i'm fat i'm like i'm probably gonna watch that just to see who was lucky enough to ask the first and only question unless unless by some miracle (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i'm i'm sorry i'm watching something i'm listening to you i really am but i'm because you got me curious about this baby (laughs) it is on youtube (laughs) what makes it so funny is (laughs) they're the, the the scene where he blows up, it, it it's like like it's like a watching an action movie where they have different angles of the explosion, uh-huh. and it goes off several times. Explosions to make sure that you knew that this fucker killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like there was no like alternate scene where he falls off to the side or fall. They showed it three times of him blowing up. It was like. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so worth it. <laughs> I, it is horrible. It's like, he's like, no. Like you, he, Mario doesn't say a word, but I can in my head hear, no, as you see the explosion. Three, like, boom, from three different angles. <laughs> and and you're just going this you gotta be kidding me like I... <laughs> the title is called Bobby Bobby Bomb Om loses his life saving Olivia Paper Mario the original theory comic king uh, cutscenes Big M and okay now now I'm getting the crying scene <laughs> 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 this is funny. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts on this goofy paper mache giant goomba head. I'm, 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 wait, I'm, I'm waiting for this thing because now it's like, oh, here here comes the ghost. And he's like, <laughs> oh, he does look like Obi Wan in the flesh. <laughs> 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 but the look of Mario's reaction—it's <laughs> like it's almost like watching South Park in a way. Yes, a Mario version of South Park. That's what <laughs> it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, here he comes! I think. <laughs> Sorry, he's still still talking about it. He's still going on. Blah 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 blah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on Donkey Kong's head. That's funny. It's the same thing Stacy did too, because you get a, you get a Donkey Kong head um, for the same thing, and, and Stacy put it on too because she, she thinks that's funny. So she put that on, thinking that Olivia is going to find the same sense of humor that she has. I don't know why, because Bomb basically, Bobby basically. You find out that the favorite one that she has is the Goomba one. She always laughs every time he puts it on. So why would you why would you open up with Donkey Kong? <laughs> All right, here comes the Goomba. 
Yeah. And he puts it on. He looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like, it's me, Mario. Look at me. I'm an idiot. That's not fair, Mario. She's saying, stop trying to make me laugh with that. Like, yeah, you know what? The guy who just saved the ass, he blew himself up to smithereens, but first let me put this dopey hat on and go, this Goomba mask. And like, la, 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 la. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, Mario, you're so funny. Yes, I just watched death right before my eyes. I'm watching my friends go boom. I still have pieces of them in my hair. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he has to bring on him because he was close with it exploded. I have to call him out of my mustache. <laughs> it's put the Goomba head on, make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. It's a me, a Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have dreams about them. I'm going to have nightmares about this for days to come. <laughs> You wake, you walk in. Mario is curled up in bed, shaking, sweating. <laughs> no, he blew himself up to save the the origami kingdom. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is worse than the time I found the Mario with turns his peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was worth it. That was good. <laughs> My gift to you. <laughs> What a good laugh. <laughs> that was ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculously stupid. Everyone who doesn't own a Switch right now needs to be Steven's being looking up that clip because it is dark. <laughs> it ends up with something just ridiculously. It's me, a Mario. I got to see all death right before my eyes. Now I got to put on this goofy hat to make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> um,. So yeah, so the the what do you call it, Comic Con stuff? <laughs> oh, that's um, <laughs> it was I, my my intentions were good, and I probably will go back and watch like definitely the the um, Charlize Theron thing because I'm I'm fascinated. She talks about her her time. Um, apparently, there's been news clips you know popping up here and there. Like uh, Zack Snyder basically said that he would. Burn Justice League before he would use any of the Joss Whedon stuff that he that was filmed for Justice League. Um, Ray Fisher, the guy who plays um, Cyclops in it, mm-hmm. still daring Joss Whedon to sue him if he said anything that was inappropriate. But he hasn't come out with any facts of what's going on. So it seems very like high school girly kind of stuff, where it's like well, you were mean to me, and everyone knows that you're a mean person. But I'm not going to tell you how you're mean. But if you want to sue me for libel, you can go ahead and try it. Apparently, he's saying like the 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 recall the DNRs for the filming of it isn't up yet. It's like we well, just you wait, just you wait. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> I, I'm like I'm kind of over it. I'm like I I feel like by the time Joss Whedon is known as kind of a of a, of a jerk, you know, on set sometimes. Um, but to make those, it seems like right after the just right after the the Snyder cut was announced, then he starts talking shit, and people are like, "We well, didn't have you know what way." Apparently, he's pretty big on Broadway. He's more of a, of a stage actor than a, and a movie actor. Okay, I, you know, I don't know if that's because no one wants to hire him now because of this. I kind of feel like you kind of hurt your own rep a little bit by talking shit. Like, 
nobody nobody else on that set's coming out saying, "Hey, this was hard. Or I didn't want to do this," or you know, like this was, uh, you know, like he was kind of a jerk to me. I mean, now there's, I know stuff from Buffy and Angel. There's been stuff talked about, but I, I don't know. I'm, but needless to say, I was right. And one of my predictions was right. The Joss Whedon panel was canceled for Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. You know, like he, yeah. He was supposed to do like a little talky talky thing for an hour, mm. and that was canceled. clearly no. You know, because there's no way that someone was going to at least bring it up, or it would look weird if he didn't at least address it in this form of some way one shape or way or another so they just canceled it um there was i do have like a news article that um goyer um who wrote a lot of like the blade movies and um a dark knight the dark knight movies and even batman v superman and uh, man of steel i got an article about something he said um i'll be honest i haven't actually read the article the headline was why zod had to die kind of thing um, um, it was overall. I mean, uh, there were some trailers. Like, I watched the new trailer for Bill and Ted. I watched the trailer for the New Mutants, which hopefully will come out on Disney Plus at some point in time. Huh. Uh, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like nothing really. Uh, Xbox. There was you sent me an Xbox link to something else, but Xbox had like a little um thing going on for X, the, the Xbox One the Xbox One X series mm. that they showed Halo Infinite and apparently didn't go over as well as they were hoping or <laughs> it went well enough but people were like that's what you're bringing to the table because that doesn't look good <laughs> <laughs> and then they're backtracking with the well this was just this was people were like well it doesn't look good and they're like well this was first of all it was I don't know why they do it, but they present it on a PC. So they right away, you're like, why not just show the system and play it on the system itself? Like, but that's always gets people to kind of like how much faith you have in your product. If you're going to be showing on a PC. Um, but then the graphics of the game didn't look good and people were making comments about that. And then they're going, they're backpedaling saying, well, that was stuff that was the developers did work back in January. It's like, you have a system coming out in like three, four months. You know, shouldn't you have Step it up. It, stepped it up a little bit? So it looks like they're backpedaling in some way, shape, or form. That on top of the fact that PS5 still, you know, no one knows a price point or a date. You know, Xbox, I don't think, gave a, a date or time, anything like that. They're still playing that, 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 they're playing the long game. Who's going to make the announcement and someone's going to try to open it by a day, I bet. Of you course, know. or a week, you know, like, you know. You know. You know, like, oh, your game's coming out. Your system's coming out on a Friday. Well, ours is coming out on a Tuesday. Well, yours <laughs> is coming out on a Tuesday. We're going to come out the Friday before. You know why? Because one of us has to win. Instead of just going, can't we all just get along? I mean, cross-platforming is, is a thing now for some for select games. Can't just gaming be gaming at this point? You know, no. Can't we all just find a way to... No, we got we to divide this and... Uh... Keep this, so keep this uh, separate. It's be a winner and a loser, and you know the PC people are going. They're all inferior to us, and Xbox will be like, "Well, we got the fastest machine," and people like, "Yeah, but if you got the best machine out there, then why are you giving a shit that looks like that?" And PS5's going, well, "We got SSD drives, woo! <laughs> no load times." <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, speaking of things that are coming out, uh, let's do the release of the week. Sure. I'm all ears. All right. There's not much, unfortunately. Uh, the Public Eye is coming out on Blu-ray uh, this week. Uh, first time uh, on Blu-ray. It's a, it's a Joe Pesci movie about 1940s tabloid photographer. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's coming out for the uh, first time on Blu-ray this week. Uh, James Cameron's story of science fiction. I think this was on AMC uh, a while ago. Uh, it's now okay. available on Blu-ray. So if you want to see, it's a direct. It's a documentary about sci-fi, especially through the '80s and, and today. You know, and the different uh, genres there are of it. Uh, James Cameron is kind of right. right. James Cameron's ego gets stroked for two hours. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, then uh, this this one, though, this last one is the the big one, I think. Um, the seventies Wonder Woman. Probably your oh, favorite, yeah. uh, one of your favorite TV shows there back in the day. Yeah, coming out on Blu-ray yep. for the first time. Hmm. I don't know. There's, I'll be honest. There's a couple of some stuff popping up on Blu-ray that I'm like, I'm kind of like the the Wonder Woman thing seems very interesting to me, mm-hmm. but I have DVD. Um, and a part of me is like because I have it on DVD, why well, I don't well, just buy it digitally? Like, does this Blu-ray version also come with it digitally? No. Right. See, so a part of me is like, okay, well, I kind of, if I want to have to be able to watch it whenever I want, I'm gonna probably want to get it digitally now at this point, especially some of the older shows. Um, but then it becomes like, okay, well, do I want to spend that much money for it? Because that seems kind of ridiculous for for the Blu-ray version, or you know, um, the Blu-ray version is gonna be like, it's gotta be like. Forty or fifty dollars. Um, <clears throat> does it have a, a price point? Um, I I can look it up real quick here. Up. Um, I also saw like Charlie's Angels, the original series, is on Blu-ray, and it comes with the reboot TV show that lasted like six episodes. It there's like a lot of chachki, a lot of extra shit that it makes me kind of go, oh, that'd be nice to have. But I have the whole set on DVD. Do, do I really need? Do I really need a Blu-ray version of it? No. <laughs> Again, maybe I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Just, you know, get the high-def version on Blu-ray on di- digital. But again, I don't really know if I don't have. I mean, while I have some disposable income to be able to go to go through my collection and go, okay, I'm for two dollars, I'll transfer this for two dollars, you know, and maybe spend like twenty dollars and get myself ten movies that are in my collection to get them digitally converted because I don't have them digitally. That's it, with ones I can. Like, I, obviously, I can't do the Marvel movies because there's some Marvel movies that I don't have digitally because they were either not available or they don't transfer over because of the the Disney format won't let you do this the scan a disc for Voodoo at the at the moment. Yeah. You know, oh, they never will. Right. You know, they don't have to. They, they'll just you know. So part of me is like, okay. Well, maybe I'll just eventually at some point buy them individually digitally at some point. Um. But again, there's that part of me. It's like, well, I'd rather spend like, and then I'm looking at deals. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I do have, I don't believe it or not. I don't have the amazing Spider-Man digitally. I have it physically, but it's the 3d version. So it's not going to scan. You know, I've tried to Okay. I'll go through my collection and go, will this scan today? Will this scan today? Oh, it's only $2. And now they, they do the high def version, the HDX, not just the standard edition. So a part of me is like, oh, okay, for $2, that seems like a plan. That seems like a pretty good deal. You know, I did it with the Watchmen. You know, the, the version of the Watchmen I have, um, the ultimate cut comes as a the three-and-a-half-hour one is a special feature on the Movies Anytime thing. 
So I'm like, I kind of got like three versions of movies for two dollars. I'm like, I can't, you can't go wrong. Right. You know what I mean? But I don't know if I could go out there and buy like the TV show, like Wonder Woman, as much as I want to. I'd love to see that in clarity and beautiful, high def. It would be great because you know it was my f- first childhood crush. Really, I think I think I want to say that it definitely put in my head what kind of woman I'm attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, forty nine ninety nine on Blu ray. What was that? It's forty nine ninety nine on Blu ray. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Right. Fifty dollars. I'm just like you know what I love me some Linda Carter. I love me some original Wonder Woman, but I have all three seasons on DVD in my house. I haven't cracked it open. I mean, I've cracked it open to watch like a couple episodes, like this trailer. Like I'm gonna watch every single episode. Woohoo! And then some of them are a little hard to swallow because it's the '70s, and some of the plots don't really work out. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. um, writing back then wasn't as good as it is now, so a part of me has to be just like, okay, it's Wonder Woman. She has to change. She has to spin around and change it to a a a, a wetsuit because why? Because oh, she's doing something in the water. She's does she need that? I guess any I guess so. Sure, she twirled. She just had happened to have that. <laughs> like in my head, the reason why she twirled was to be fast enough to put the outfit that she has on the, the outfit that she normally wears under her clothes. See that? I never, I never, no, I never, I never that that part. I never like it was different for me when that when she swirled. It was like there was like this magic. You know, because she was part of the, you know, almost like grief mythology that she could change into anything she wanted to. At that, at she could, she, she, that's her adaptability. So it wasn't like she changed under her clothes. She would spin so fast that, to me because she didn't spin fast enough. <laughs> See, to me, to me, I was more practical. She had the Wonder Woman outfit on all the time, like underoos, and that whenever she needed to be Wonder Woman, she spun around, and because she she waited for a nice current, she waited to find a nice quiet spot, and there was no phone booths. Because she could twirl around fast enough, like Superman did in, in the in the you know phone booths, she could spin fast enough, get herself get her clothes off to expose her outfit and be able to go save time. The I only the problem I always had was how did she wear those boots all the time? Because those boots look kinda really really tough to run in and to walk in. And if they were supposed to be under your clothes, like I, that's the part that always my kid logic couldn't how she did she just carry them like on her back or something? Like, <laughs> so that's it. That's a maybe because you know it's like you know sometimes she wore a skirt and all. It's like well, where did the boots come from? So you know that's why I was always like she just she has this power that she could spin around and and form into whatever she needed for the uh, you know for the water doing this you know things. So you'd have her shirt or that suit, and I, I think there was a couple other suits that she had that she would wear once in a while. And, you know, but uh, yeah, that was, that's how I always imagined it. Like you know, because she's a superhero. You know, it's not like her magical makes way more sense. And but uh, <laughs> but if she was so magical, why'd she need the invisible jet? That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Comic book, she flies. Why do we need, why do we need a jet? Because I guess we need. Well, she flies, but we can't have her really fly because that's gonna cost too much. I know, invisible jet. Just have her sit down on this blue square. Yeah, we we don't have we don't have Superman money. We only have... <laughs> we barely have Battlestar Galactica money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard they they paint that they paint some muscle bound dude green. We can't we can't afford that. You know? <laughs> what we can do is we can do a tracking shot of some sky 
and then we can put her in a in a box and then we'll paint that box blue and then we'll superimpose her onto the sky that we got moving and we'll call it an invisible plane. <laughs> <laughs> she's just standing there and pretend like she's flying it. She's really moving her hands like she's driving a car. <laughs> it, she never knows. She doesn't know how to fly a plane. You know why? Because she's a little carter. She's not a pilot. I didn't really teach her that in acting school, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Want the woman? Dun, 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 dun. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, maybe Christmas is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's move on to video games. Okay. What's coming out in video games? Ageless is coming out for the Switch and PC this Tuesday. Never heard of it. Destroy All Humans is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC for Tuesday. Okay. Grounded. It's coming out for Xbox One and PC on Tuesday. Okay. Made Made of ski, Scott, Scare? S-K-E-R? And it's M-A-I-D of Made of Scare. It's for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that's coming out Tuesday. Okay. Other other side it's just o-t-h-e-r-c-i-d-e for the ps4 xbox oh, one and pc sure trying to come up with fancy names yeah other side would be how i would pronounce it uh pistol whip is coming out for the ps p placing playstation vr for the tuesday okay. samurai showdown neo geo collections coming out for the ps4 xbox one and switch and that is on tuesday um okay. Skater XL is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Tuesday. Hellpoint is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, Mac, and Linux. And that's for Thursday. Okay. Yakuza. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kiwami. K-I-W-A-M-I. Two. That's you are correct. Oh, wow. Okay, good. For the Xbox One, that's coming out on uh, Thursday. Okay. Then we have Castle Storm 2 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and that's for Friday. And finally, we have Fairy Tale for the PS4, Switch, and PC, and that is on Friday. And that All is right. games. Right. So. Yeah, I'm, I've been playing Ghost of Shishimu. Shishimi. Shishimi. Um, it's, it's still holding my interest. It's, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's beautiful. Um, in a couple of days, though, I'll be back at my home. So I'll, I'll see how... The difference. TV to see if there's see what kind of a difference there is, but I mean the game itself is is incredible. Um, and by the way, folks, if you're not knowing what we're talking about, watch listen to the last episode. Yes, Ghost of Shutsimu. Um, that's pretty much what I've been doing and watching Stacy play. I've actually kind of played a little bit of uh, Paper Mario with Stacy. Like she'll come across something that she's having uh, struggling with game wise. She's like, I can't do it. I need your help. And I would jump in. You know, or I'd watch her and we tag team like, and there we go like, oh, because the way the fighting, you get these battles and it becomes kind of a puzzle-ish where you have to spin shit around and find the best combination and sometimes I can see things differently than she can or she sees things differently than I can and we kind of work together to become the ultimate power team to be able to kick paper shit. <laughs> you know. Um, but I did, like I said, I did do some news articles. Um, all right. What did I grab? Okay, let's go. Let's go all the way back. 
Ed. Um, let's talk Keanu Reeves. Okay. Okay. Um, I came across an article last week. Um, it, it's entitled "Every Major Role Keanu Reeves Turned Down." All right. Now he's already pretty much a big wig as as it is, but even sometimes he would pass on some stuff. Okay. Um, would you be interested in to see what he passed on? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I see. Like, okay. what, what, what movies would he turn down? And I'm, I'm assuming these are movies that are probably really popular that we would know them in some way. Um, well, I've always, like, to me, it's always like, okay, well, if this actor was in this movie, like, famously, if Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones, would it have been as popular? But probably not, because um, he was the first choice. Um, Eric Stoltz was the original choice for Marty McFly to the part where they actually filmed stuff with him in it. Right. And it didn't work out, so they got Michael J. Fox. So everyone knows what happens to that movie. What? How different would it have been if Michael J. Fox was in that role with Eric Stoltz? Sean Connery's got a couple of those puppies. Will Smith has got a couple of those puppy dogs. You know, like I think he said no to The Matrix. Will yeah. Smith said no to The Matrix to be Neo. Yeah. So... I mean, let's face it, if it wasn't for that movie, Keanu would never have gotten The Matrix, and he'd still be stuck as being Bill and Ted. He probably would never have gotten John Wick. At oh, that, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, you know, like that career careens. So let's see let's see what, where Keanu's path has crossed, okay? Okay. First up, Platoon. Okay, Oliver Stone's 1986 Vietnam War drama, Platoon, not only won four Oscars, including Best Picture, it also showcased some talents of up-and-comers, including Johnny Depp, John C. McGinley, and Charlie Sheen as its lead, Chris Taylor. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly in 2011, Stone confirmed that he offered the role of Chris to Reeves, but the actor turned it down, and this is a quote, because of the violence, he didn't want to do violence. Huh. Okay, I mean, you can think about it, and he's now doing John Wick, but all right. I mean, the boy had standards back in the day. Right. All right. So now let's fast forward to 1995, Ed, and a little movie called Heat. Wow. It's with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, Michael Mann's film, Heat, um, it's got Robert, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. The movie also nearly included Reeves as a key supporting role as Chris Sherless, a member of the professional Robert De Niro's crew, but that will be wound up being played by Val Kilmer. Right. Well, now the reason why he turned the role down is because he was headed off to Winnipeg, Canada, to go play Hamlet for a season at the Manitoba Theater Center. So he passed up on the movie to play Hamlet, to be on theater. Wow. Wow. That is a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a good choice. Everyone's probably going to be a sigh of relief that he passed on this one. Ready? Uh -huh. Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> um, let's face it after you know um, back in 1994 Speed nearly grossed 12 times its budget but back by the way yeah um, it was only expected it was it was only to be expected 20th Century Fox would want to make a sequel when interviewed by Telegraph in 2015 Reeves explained that he read the script for Speed 2 Cruise Control but couldn't get on board because the premise pretty pointed out it's called Speed and it's on a cruise ship. 
he after he passed his character um, his character from the first movie um, it was replaced by Jason Patrick um, at the end uh, obviously smart move from Keanu's part um, Ed you're going to be shocked about this one ready you've seen this movie you own this movie and I think you like this movie okay. Speed Racer really yep Wow, this, now that to me that would be more I think up his alley. Go ahead. Okay, well it says here that you know uh, the co-director Lana Wachowski was currently working together for the first time in the Matrix Revolution. You know, um, of course Reeves explained to MTV he was supposed to be. Um, he explained to MTV in an interview published just a month before the film premiered in theaters. Um, that the siblings approached him to be playing Racer X, the mysterious mass racer who advises Spieth and his secretly presumed dead brother. Um, but he ended up passing for reasons he didn't get into. Instead, Matthew Fox played the role of, for Speed Racer and won, and, and obviously wanted to bomb in the box office before getting cult following for its hyper-real style in the years after. But he was going to be Racer X. Wow. See, I, I can I picture him as actually being Speed Racer, but yeah. now he was too old to be Speed Racer at that point. You know, you I know, see I, I see a lot of memes with him. Like he really doesn't age. Let's let's face it. He does not. I mean, it, I mean, I I'm I yeah. I saw, with the exception of the beard, to make himself look older. If you shave that beard like he did in Bill and Ted, I saw a trail and I was like, oh, okay, he looks like he put on some weight. Not gonna lie, because he's older. But he generally looks the same. Yeah. Genuinely looks the same. I'm like, wow, that's God bless him. That's good genes. That's that's you know, not one of being violent movies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one up. Ready? Uh huh. Watchmen. Really? As in part of the same interview with MTV. Uh, Reeves also revealed that he was offered the role as Dr. Manhattan in Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie. Uh, I think he Prior- said, nah, I don't think that's the role for him. But things, in quote, didn't work out. Uh, one presumes that he passed on the Snyder comic book adaptation because it directly conflicted with his filming schedule on uh, The Day the Earth Should Still Remake in late 2007-2008. Uh, since both productions were based in Vancouver, Reeves was able to visit Watchmen, the Watchmen set while he was, while it was shooting um, of the pair only the day so it still would go on to become a commercial success despite being heavily criticized for its narrative incoherence uh, in comparison 2009 Watchmen was a polarizing flop like like so many of Snyder's movies continue to inspire lively debates to this day so yeah he could have been Dr. Manhattan which means you would have seen it you'd been painted blue and you'd see his dick a couple times well, <laughs> the digital, at least digital version of his dick um, okay this one's a bit of a shocker ready Ed? yeah I'm ready Captain Marvel according to Kevin Feige Marvel Studios approached Reeves about playing a role in the MCU um, and then this is a quote for almost every film we make <laughs> there are a lot of rumors out there about the specific MCU characters he's been eyed for in the past but the one of the more believable ones claims he was lined up to portray Carol Danvers' Star Force commander and mentor, Jan Rogue. Uh, Jude Law played him basically in the movie. Uh, so he turned it down because it conflicted with production on John Wick Chapter 3. Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, 
see, he plays a bad guy, you know. So I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not 100 on board with that. <laughs> like, like I'm glad he turned it down. I, you know, like, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I can see him play other characters, but that one now, like, that's that would be too tough for me to watch. Uh, yeah, there is only one movie that I think I can vividly remember Keanu Reeves playing an actual bad guy. And and it's diametrically opposed to James Spader playing the good guy. Really? Uh-huh. And yeah. Marissa Tormay's in it. I think it's called The Watchman. Um I'm shit. I'm gonna hold on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna verify this because I remember seeing this movie. It's um Keanu Reeves is playing a serial killer. Um I'm gonna do James Spader because he's probably easier to look at <laughs> James Spader actor blacklist I think it's called uh, The Watchman um, or The Watcher Let's see yeah it's, I don't think it's yeah it's in the it's, I know it's definitely I want to say in the late 90s probably uh, 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 uh. scroll 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 colors bad influence it's like, oh, oh, come on where is it is it Come on. <laughs> it's got me scrolling through. The Watcher? Shit. Watcher, yes. What year? 2000. Okay, yeah. David um, is a serial it, cover of a young woman. Joel is in Joel. charge of catching him in L.A., and he moved into Chicago. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Marissa Termination. It was a really good movie, but it was also very weird to see Keanu Reeves basically be a bad guy. Um, that's to me. That's always strikes me as weird. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm. I'm okay, sir. I'm looking. <laughs> okay. Because I, I I just closed the, the the Skype app and I'm like, oh shit! I hope I didn't could just just kick myself. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Um. All right. And the last one I got on this list. Um. This is weird. You're gonna chuckle. Hobbs and Shaw. Really? Uh-huh. Who would he uh, play? On the subject of the shared universe last year, um, this article, where is this from? Who's this? Uh, Screen Rant basically was talking to, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, and about Hobbs and Shaw. And, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting uh, get back there. They interviewed Dwayne Johnson, confirmed that the actor had been eyed to play, or at least rather voice, the mysterious director of the cyber, ter- cyber terrorist organization Eton and former spinoff film of the in the former spinoff film The Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. In the end, Reeves passed after discussing the role with Johnson and his collaborators because The Rock told us, "quote It didn't feel right created, creative, creatively." Uh, much like Faggy and MCU, Johnson's ultimate goal is to get Reeves to join the Fast and Furious offshoot in some capacity. So <laughs> everyone wants Keanu. I mean, you know, I'd say you, you, you all all of his positive publicity that he, he gets, it's like how can you not have him in a movie? You know, you gotta, you know, that will up upsell upsell upticket your sales like a lot. So you know, you're you're gonna definitely uh, want him in any of those movies, you know, to to bring him in, but. Uh, some of them, I was like, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, especially that the heat one. I'm like, wow, like, how like different that would have been, you know, like, wow, that would have been, 
Oh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, like the the Hobbs and Shaw one, like, yeah, that was just a that's just a push, you know. And then like I couldn't see him play uh, the the bad guy in uh Captain Marvel, which I think would have been bad bad choice for him because I don't think that was good movie. <laughs> hey, watch it. Some people call you sexist because you didn't like the movie. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Brie Larson. <laughs> just, just saying it. All right, just, just throwing out. Do you know what that is? I think the only Marvel movie I don't have yet. Oh. Captain Marvel. Well, I have it. I have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never got around to buying it. I keep, I keep, I keep waiting for like a relaunch of a steel book somewhere. Not <laughs> money, or I'll find it in the five dollar bin. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so you sent this one to me, um, and this is a rumor. I don't even remember what it was. Soon be free. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which one did you think you? Were, which one do you think I was gonna? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't remember everything I do. So. <laughs> okay. Um, well, well, recently Microsoft ended Xbox Live Gold's yearly subscription option, and at the moment, at the moment of this publishing, which was July twenty-first, um, it hasn't provided any explanation for why it's done this, suggesting that something is afoot involving Xbox Live Gold. On the back of this, prominent Xbox insider Colby Brelli is teased that it's not a matter of if but when the paywall for Xbox Live comes down. Uh, unfortunately, all this is the insider divulges. However, there's a chance this, we'll hear more about this at X, um, Xbox's XCOM upcoming event this Thursday, which Microsoft did say last week that the events would focus only on Xbox Series X and Xbox One games. That was the 21st. This is now, so it's already been passed that and nothing came up about it. Um, anyway, Currently, the Xbox Live Gold is $60 for a year's worth of subscription. Um, it will be interesting to see if Microsoft attempts to subsidize the considerable revenue loss by driving Xbox users to its other products, such as the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which the Ultimate is um, its Xbox Live and its like own little subscription Netflix, like Netflix for games. It's like, hey, we'll, we'll upload this game, which you guys, you guys can play it for free. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's first-run games, but it's it is in the Microsoft family. Like, hey, like, hey, we got a new Halo game. If you're a part of the Xbox Live Gold Pass Ultimate thing, you get to play it for free. You know, but you're paying us twenty dollars a month for it anyway. Kind of deal. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, the Game Pass Ultimate subscribers pay an extra five dollars a month compared to the vanilla uh, vanilla Game Pass subscribers. Um, so you're paying five bucks a month to be able to play those games for free um I if the paywall for Xbox Live Gold it's also effectively removes the only difference between Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Ultimate in other words if Microsoft makes Xbox Live Gold free it would have to provide Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers with something else to justify the increased price unless of course Microsoft is planning to bury Xbox Live Gold behind Xbox Game Pass Live Ultimate but this person can't imagine it happening. Forcing your average Xbox player, your, your average Xbox user to pay an extra $10 a month and subscribe to Xbox Game Pass just to utilize Xbox Live Gold would not go down well. But, that, but this is Microsoft. Yeah, about, so. say, <laughs> that was the whole point uh, of that. Was just the fact that it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah you're just, you're just waiting to go, yeah, but this is Xbox. Let's face it. They're going to, 
if they're going to they were the first to do the whole hey pay us 60 bucks and you can go online and play with your friends they were the first ones to do it and it wouldn't make sense for them to just drop it without having something else to accommodate for that revenue that they would greatly loss like I mean let's face it PlayStation was doing it for years until they announced the PlayStation 4 then you had to get it to be able to play online and and you know like I for many years I was one of those people's like wait so I gotta I buy a game and then I gotta pay you so I can play it that doesn't make any sense and then, and, then, and then I gotta pay I gotta pay extra for maps and you know like extra stuff that you're gonna extra content you're gonna add on later you know right so you want to play to go online you want to pay you to play online with my friends and then if you have a new map you want to pay me like I gotta pay you like 15 bucks to get that map or buy a season pass for like $35 so that $60 game is now becoming a $100 game and again, this is when I was younger, and I had to really worry. I wouldn't say worry, but I was more concerned about where my dollars were going at at the time, that it didn't make sense to me. It didn't, logically, I couldn't see that path. As an adult, and having a little bit more of an expendable income, a little bit, and, and knowing how computers work a little bit more, knowing that servers need maintenance, they need to be upkept, they need room, they, they, there's there's things that need to be done in order to get that to keep that ship running smooth. I can understand why you need me to pay for that. I'm not fully thrilled about it, um, but I get it. You know yeah, I mean? but th- that's the thing that that's that's the thing that's killing you the most. The fact is, is that they're they're an openly traded company, so that's basically you're paying shareholders as well. <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to with all this stuff it's like it's it's yeah you know right you're right there, there's upkeep and blah 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 but like all like like all that stuff is is factored into like when you buy a system so every like every next x the next generation of xbox systems is going to cover like all that stuff like it's all covered it's taken care of because you know it didn't cost them five hundred hours to make that unit. It didn't cost. It didn't cost them four hundred hours to make that. Unit. It didn't even cost them a hundred hours to make that unit. I mean, it's made in China, probably. You know, by a sweatshop that's. You know, it's the. They're paying their. You know, I'm serious. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm. I'm being serious about this. Hey, you're like, like, wow, you really. You really are whipping at that. I don't like Microsoft. <laughs> it's, you know, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use another example of a person I don't like. iPhones. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, like, and they're all do it. Like, PS PlayStation does it too. So I'm not saying it's just they all do it, and that's and that's the thing that's killer. It's it's not just it's not just um, uh, Microsoft, but they all do it. But it, it means does do it. Computers. Steam <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make you pay to be online. <laughs> Seems like you're already online. You're just going to pay, you know, we actually even have cheaper games. Like it, it almost makes sense to become a PC player because it's, games ultimately become cheaper to play online. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> but that's, you know, PC master race and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a console guy. I, I like my consoles. And it's the same. It's, it's more convenient. And that's, and that's the whole, the whole point of these, you know, and that, I mean, but it's just like, there's, there's always an underlying market. That's just like, you know, like they're, they're, this is the stuff they do to make even more money off of a player that you didn't even realize, or you might realize you just don't care because you're like, I'm having a good time. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying extra for this, but it just kind of gets ridiculous after a while. Cause you know, you, 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 some people don't see it. Cause it's like, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, I want this map, you know, because I'm, I'm a call of duty guy and I got to, you know, like everyone else could be playing this map, but I got to be a part of this, you know, like, right. and it's just like, Hey, yeah, good luck. But you know, 
if next year it's going to be the you know the ultimate edition coming out and it's going to include that map you know if you waited a year of course everybody's going to move on to the next game so they're not going to wait around for that you know next edition or whatever you know the ultimate edition or you know whatever they call it the classic edition or whatever their title they're going to give it but that's that's the point is is the fact is is that like like they they make a fortune off of it and then because i remember the old days and i don't they don't think they've done this in a long time was they used to take video games and repackage them for a lot less money they call them classics and then all of a sudden like it's 20 bucks instead of 60 bucks okay station takes a bunch of their games like um god of war $60 $60 game, PlayStation exclusive. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, also a PlayStation exclusive. They um, they become PlayStation uh, hits, and they drop the price down to $20. Um, by um, Biohazard, um, Resident Evil 7, it's 20 bucks. So like you could essentially just, if you wait, you could buy God of War for $20 by walking into a Target or a Walmart or you know, GameStop and just being able to buy that game, but you got to wait like a few years and not, ne- not all their games go to $20. Um, I think the original persona five is a PlayStation hit. It's 20 bucks, but of course they come out with the, the, the persona five Royal edition, which has got a multitude of extra stuff that wasn't in a season path. It's basically from my understanding, a completely different game for the most part. And, they're charging you 65 bucks for that one because it's to them it's a new game right. it's got all the same characters the same plot line and, and they just add more story to it so it's it's like a new game or it's like when they do um final fantasy 15 you have that a season pass and then they come out with a year later the royal edition which is all the season pass stuff put into it for the exact same price as you if you would have bought it if you would have waited a year right. it's 60 65 bucks you know, if you just would have waited, you wouldn't have been paying a hundred bucks. But that's, you know, that's the price you pay when you want to buy, when you want to be, when you want to play the game first round. You know, <clears throat> like I'm with with the Ghost of Shima game. I'm playing it. I bought it day one. Been playing it and playing it nonstop. But I also know that in probably like six months and a year's a year from now. Now there's no season pass. There's no extra content. It's a story. Once you're in, you're done. Um. But it makes me wonder, like, okay, what a year from now, would it be a PlayStation Plus? Because it's a PlayStation exclusive game. Would it be $20 in, like, a year from now or two years from now? Or are they going to remaster it and put a different price on it when the PS5 comes out? Or if you already own it, are they going to give you a free upgrade to the PS5 version? Like, like to upgrade the graphics even more. You know, right, yeah, and I'm saying, or, or, or I think you're about to say at one point is is like, is it going to be on a PlayStation Plus, which you, which you pay sixty bucks right. for a month, and then all of a sudden, like it's you know, in like a year or so, it's going to be free, and you're going to download it for a month and play right. it, and you're like, yeah, because there's there were some games I'm like, I can't believe this is on there, like this, this is a play, like some PlayStation Plus games, I can believe it. <laughs> like, this this last season, this last month, um, the two PlayStation games that were free was um, Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think it was, the def- um, or, or a Tomb Raider game, which I played, beat it. But then NBA 2K20 is free to play this month. So if you have a PlayStation Plus membership, you can get NBA 2K20 for free. Two months ago, I bought it for 20 bucks. Now it was $20, and it was $20 I could easily spend because to me it's worth, the game's worth 20 bucks. It ain't worth the 60 or 100 that some people are playing. But to know if I've only waited a couple more months, I could have downloaded it for free. It's a completely different story. It, yeah. it, it, it bugged me it was like really two games 
that you put out there, I, not only did I only do I already own, I played. I'm like, uh, I kind of hope. It's like when you did the hey, since you got Last of Us coming out, we're gonna give you Last of Us and the Nathan Drake series. I, I don't care. I already don't care about this. I've either already played them, beaten them, or if I had any interest in the first place, I would have bought them in the first place. Right. You know. It's But that's the thing, like I, somebody like me, it's like it's like I'm more interested like like when you see that I'm like I'm like, really? Like this is this is part of it? Like wow, I'm like I'm gonna download it because it's like I was interested, but I wanna pay sixty bucks for it. Like I wasn't gonna go out to the right. store for it. But if it's gonna be here right in front of my right in front of my face to to play right now, I'll, I'll do it. Like I'm gonna download it and play it and just you know enjoy it because it's just like you know, like I I you're a hardcore gamer. I'm casual, but like like you know, there's a few games that I'll play and then it's just like, but like if it's another game, it's like, wow, like I was kind of interested in that title, but I don't want to you know forego this money. But I already put sixty bucks in for the year for for PlayStation. Right. You know, you kind of like, okay, well, that 60 bucks gets me to be able to go online. Um, you know, okay, that's awesome. I mean, I still play Destiny. I haven't played in Destiny recently because I've been playing everything else under the sun. Um, you know, next month, the only game that I'm really interested in that I know that's coming out, and this is going to sound funny, 2K is basically doing the PGA Golf Tour, um, PGA game. And I've always been a golf fan video game-wise. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of frustrating that they've had 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 a decent golf game, and now that Two K's got the rights to it, they're coming out with one in August. I think August twenty first, and that makes me go okay, and I can play golf until Cyberpunk comes out, which is in November, because I don't think there's anything else that's really jumping my can. Outside of Cyberpunk, that was that was going to be my highlight of my year. The Ghost of Tsushima only interested me because it was such a huge it stole the show at e3 two years ago mm. and i was really worried like i said last week that it was going to be like this hardcore hard game now the game's difficult it's not super hard but it's it's challenging but it's not dark souls challenging like i thought it was going to be like another um Sekiro or a neo or dark souls and it's not anything like that it's a it's a generic not generic but a it's a your run-of-the-mill run around take over places save your town save the country you know be a hero mm-hmm. kind of, you know which makes it to me that's addicting and, and fun because it's an open world and i get to run around and do stuff but you know out outside of that i mean that's the only reason why i bought the game because of, of of the impact that it made on me two years ago outside of that nothing cyberpunk's the only game i'm actually really itching for now of course this was before, you know. I can, I, I'm, I'm kind of saying because I'm, I'm only looking at it from a PS4 perspective. PS5 is supposed to be coming out this year. I definitely want to get my hands on a PS5, you know. And then with those games that come out with that, the Miles Morales game, um, Cyberpunk is going to look great. It's like a free digital, free video upgrade if you have it already on the PS4. You get a free, a free upgrade for it. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> which makes me kind of concerned like are they just going to be doing like i hope they don't do like here's a ps5 version and a ps4 version i i i kind of i'm like since the ps5 is supposed to be backwards compatible hopefully the, all the games will have like a like that upscaled quality to it but i mean outside of that i mean there's nothing really drawing me in to be like ooh, i have not heard they're supposed to be making a lego skywalker saga game which is supposed to be all nine films in lego form all brand new game i'm itching for that but i have not heard anything about it so who knows when that's going to come out because mm-hmm. i'm sure it's 
it's got to go through some legal hoops anyway. Yeah. You know? So well, I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Um, but to continue on, since we're talking about yearly subscriptions and all, um, DC Universe also ends its yearly ends its yearly subscriptions. Really? Yep. Um, apparently, again, this was also on the twenty first. Uh, DC Universe has quietly quietly ended its annual subscription subscription package to user. Um, a visit right now. If you were to visit the official DC Universe site, it quickly confirms that the $7.99 monthly rate for the streaming service is now the only package available. Um, the move comes as the industry has been taking careful note of a lot of shifts in the DC Universe operating strategy, or rather the slow decline of it. Uh, no official announcement from DC or Warner Brothers about why the change was made to the DC Universe subscription plan, but there's been a couple of recent markers that are now definitely worth a second look. Uh, on June 30th, DC Universe subscribers were offered the option of adding HBO Max to their, their service plan uh, for an additional $4.99 a month, basically shaving off the regular price of HBO Max, which is 15 bucks a month by a substantial amount. Uh, while that offer looked to be kind of a, a kind benefit to offer little DCU users um, a, you know, with a water birth of content, it would be argued that the move was also a great way to start the transition process of getting DC Universe subscribers moved over to HBO Max. Um, there's also been a big content shift between DC Universe and HBO Max as of late. Um, we talked last week that the Stargirl series announced its season two renewal, with the caveat that is now airing on the CW that is now airing on the CW weekly. And streaming completed seasons, uh, completed seasons on HBO Max, bypassing DC Universe altogether. Uh, Doom Patrol aired its season two on HBO Max, um, as well as the DC Universe. DC's Harley Quinn adult animated series is heading to HBO Max next month, and it wouldn't be surprised to hear that the flagship series Titans goes for season three on HBO Max. Uh, classic DC films like the Batman movies and newer films like Birds of Prey are now being pushed from HBO Max as well to fill out the DC, the services DC content lane. Uh, so let's face it, the writing's on the wall. Um, <laughs> DC Universe subscribers have been vocal in their concerns about what, what, where the service is headed. The transition seems easy to make in terms of TV slash movie content. All the DC Universe originals could presumably get along even better in front of a wider HBO Max audience. However, the real loss fans point out is the massive library to DC Comics that have been digitalized and offered as part of the DC Universe service. AT&T and Time Warmer no doubt have plans for that content no matter what happens. So right now, DC Universe is still currently for 8 bucks a month um, after a free trial. So... There you go. I, yeah, I, I I think I was making jokes a while ago about like DC Universe disappearing because of something, and I I you know I really had no clue. <laughs> um, right. But uh, but like I knew I knew viewership was down on it, and and then you know I mean like I saw Harley Quinn on Sci-Fi. It was on it was on demand on Sci-Fi. Uh, uh, so you, you know if you want to you know catch that, I thought it was a pretty good series. I actually watched the whole series and enjoyed it. Um, which I thought it wouldn't, but you know, I was kind of surprised by it because it's completely bizarre. I mean, I, um, but, uh, enjoyable. Um, but the, uh, 
but, but I did hear that like I th- there was grumblings that like you know different shows were moving to different areas and they didn't know why and you know I guess this is it you know especially if they're not doing a yearly package I mean that they're they're doing month to month basically because it's like at any moment DC Universe can just click you know shut off and then that's it and then it's just like you know they're either going to refund money or you're going to be screwed basically you know and it's just like well at least if you you know if you didn't do the year to year you didn't lose out on too much you know like they're probably going to be like okay well it's I mean you're looking at maybe another year like you figure if they just announced it and it's June you figure that somebody in May probably did it I'm going to do it for a whole year they got to go well that person we can't we got them for a year, so at least let's cancel the yearly subscription, do month to month, so that way this time next year we can fade it out. Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, if, if HBO, Time Warner, and AT&T are going to be joining forces together, the, the DC I, – well, I think we talked about in the beginning. DC didn't have a lot of content. The only thing that made it interesting, even their original programming wasn't – it was, you know, it was Titans – it was Doom Patrol. It was Swamp Thing, which only lasted 10 episodes out of the 13. And halfway through filming it, they said, yeah, we're not doing a second season. It was like, it came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, we're doing Swamp Thing. It's awesome. It's going to be great. And we're canceling it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then they had the, the, the Harley Quinn cartoon um, that was going to be coming. And outside of that, it was like, okay, well, all the DC films you can watch wonder woman you can watch superman movies you can watch the old superman shows all the batman shows i mean it started pretty much after warner brothers finally got all the rights to batman 66 so they can start streaming that too you know if they wanted to like they had a lot of content to be able to put onto that app but it's all old content they weren't really doing much in the way of new things and i think we've talked about it too in the past that just because you can make an app and stream content doesn't mean you actually can do it well Right, like Netflix has found a way to actually do it correctly. Amazon Prime also has. I, I wouldn't say they do it great, but oh no, it's, no. I mean they're they're okay. Don't get me wrong, but like they're they. Their programming is great, but how they how you get to it is completely fucked up. Right, it's know? it's bizarre. You you it's, you have to look for stuff, and it's like and it, and then it gets to me a little confusing. Because I see stuff on there and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, like that would be interesting. But it's like, am I paying for this or am I going to pay? You know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it part of the right. subscription or am I going to pay extra for this? And you don't know. Like, Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm going to click on this. Like, well, in order to watch this, you need HBO. It's like, why? Like, why? why? It's, it's, this is Amazon. It's not fucking cable. Right. You know, if you're, why have it on your list if I can't access it? You know? Or, hey, this is free to watch. Okay, awesome. Or this is, you know, you got to be an Amazon Prime member to watch. Okay, that's great. Fine. Awesome. I can do that too. But it's just, it's it's diff- the, it's difficult to nag- navigate. But, I mean, at least they have some decent original programming. Um, I just DC, when it came out, I was like, okay, well, they, same with CBS. CBS is right on the backs of Star Trek for Discovery and Picard and Twilight Zone. Outside of that, I don't know what kind of original programming they have. No, it's it's like it's basically all their CBS shows, and some of it's like old stuff that like hasn't been aired in you know twenty thirty years. And you go, eh, that's... I, like I'm like I'm going to be interested in watching Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you you know it's just stuff like that. You you 
you it's it's like 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 I mean like Disney got a lot of a lot of uh critics saying like I don't know how well like it's Disney like you know like yeah I'm like I'm I'm going to be on board because I enjoy the Disney movies but after a while like how long can you really watch this like unless there's a lot of content coming out and I'm like now I understand why they bought Fox like now they can throw all this stuff on there and why they own Hulu at the same time because it's just like right. stuff they can't put on on uh Disney Plus they could put it on Hulu you know and then you know for Fox and you, so, so you, you, you kind of get that. And I'm like, and I'm like, I kind of get it. Like, I'm, you know, you flip through Disney plus and I'm like, yeah, I've seen this. And there's some stuff, there's a lot of original content on there that you can watch, but there's only so much of it you'd like there is like, like, it's like, it's not like you guys, you really got to like hustle it out. Like, that's why like, you know, Amazon or not Amazon, uh, Netflix, like, I think we we're talking about layers, like how many billions of dollars they're spending on, you know, new content. And you're going, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, you're losing a lot of content from like, you know, NBC and CBS and, you know, Disney and Fox and, and uh, Warner Brothers and so on. So it's like, you know, you're not going to have much other than your original content. And it's like, now I see it. Like now, now I get why, you know, this, this stuff happens. Like, you know, it's like, it truly is the streaming wars and you, and you, 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 it's hard to, you know, especially now, like, like, like for me anyway, it's just like, I'm not buying every app. I'm not, I'm not putting money into everything just to, just to have it, you know, like, you know, like the WWE, it's just like 10 bucks a month. It's just for wrestling. Like, you know what? The snail all. like, you know, probably watch that documentary for one month, spend $10 for it and then cancel it. And, you know, I mean, people that are wrestling fans, God bless you. Like if you enjoy that and you want to spend $120 a year for, for wrestling, well, that's because they look at because I think they do get the pay per view stuff for free. I think too, so that one hundred and twenty dollars a year gets them twelve pay per view events. And and you know Comcast, they used to be like what fifty, sixty bucks or something like that. That's what's that? Easily, yeah. And saying so, you're you're making out. So I mean, if you're a wrestling WrestleMania fan and or a wrestling fan at all, you know that makes sense. But for me, I'm like I'm like. Yeah, you know what? I haven't seen a pay-per-view event since probably the nineties. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it'd be great to watch it once in a while, but I'm like, I'm not gonna pay for this. Like the, you know, last pay-per-view WrestleMania that I remember watching, and I actually have it on DVD. I think um, is where The Rock took on Hogan. Um, I think it was nineteen. Okay. And- I remember watching it and the the match because The Rock was you know Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus you know The Rock who was basically came back to do this one match because he was already a, a movie star at this point now mm. um, and they made it they made this 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 it was hard to have because Hogan was a good guy and The Rock's The Rock you can't have him be a heel because he's a movie star at this point so it was it was fascinating to watch the the it, it, that match itself and I was like. Probably on um, WWE, you know the, the, their channel now to watch that match because it was a really good match. Two guys putting everything out there, and the crowd didn't know how to cheer. First, they're cheering for Hogan because Rock is coming off as the Rock, an arrogant. I'm I'm better than you because I made it. I I became a bigger actor than you ever could be, Hogan. 
And people are like, oh, my God, they're C-slamming Hulk Hogan. Rock's the bad guy. But then Hulk Hogan's kind of being an asshole to The Rock, too. Like, you did, he was kind of a jerk anyway in, in that sees that 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 storyline. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to watch. It was, it was not hard. It was beautiful to watch the, the crowd shift from The Rock to Hogan to Rock to Hogan. You, like, you, didn't, you really didn't know who was going to win. You know, and it was it was it was, you know, gave you you could feel the electricity watching it. It was it, it was an amazing match, and I remember after watching, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that when it comes out on Blu-ray because it has all the promos, because all the you know the Rock cuts phenomenal promos. To watch him, you know, talk smack to Hulk Hogan was great. Like it was, you know, the Rock being the Rock and the prime Rock form, and Hogan being good Hogan, not just old Hogan. <laughs> you know. It was it was it was incredible to watch, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, content is content. Yeah, yeah, it's saying, and and, and, and to, you know, go back to the you know the 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 DC universe. It's just like, you know, you, you, it's I mean that to me was like wow, that's just difficult to like if they made it three bucks a month, I could see them you know like rap you know like gangbusters like you know making make your hand over fist money because there'll be so many even non-dc for three dollars you know for, you know just to see and they probably would have stuck around or forgot about it and let it <laughs> let it burn through our, their account for you know over a year and you know they would have made money that way but it was it was an odd amount it was like eight bucks a month and you're like uh yeah, yeah it doesn't sound right you know and you're like oh, all right whatever but it's 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 like I like I think I looked at it like briefly and I'm like, yeah, I just don't I don't see the appeal of it because it's just like, like, you know, you and I, we've probably have every um, DC movie that was ever made. You know, I mean, for the shows and the comic books, you know, I mean, for shows, you, you know, you probably have some of the stuff. I don't have, I don't think I have anything. Uh, I wonder what I have. But uh you know the, the you know in terms of the all the animated movies we've you know think the only thing was the original content and I'm like is it worth eight bucks a month to watch something like that you know and I I remember I think you and I both did the whole one week free one month and and I only watched I waited until Titans first season was out and I remember trying to watch the it was halfway I think the season was halfway done I never got finished the whole season I wanted watching the rest on the fire stick. But it was to try to watch as much as I could of that original programming. And it was – I thought I'd be really interested in the comic book aspect too. But it's not like they had their whole library digitalized. It was only like selected runs. It was like, hey, if you like the Batman The Killing Joke, here it is digitally so you can read it for free because you pay the monthly fee. Or here's Death of the Family or Death in the Family. And here's because we talked about it on this one thing. It wasn't like, but I, what if I want to read – Nightfall, you know, where Bane breaks Batman's back, or the rise of Azrael, and all that kind of stuff. Like some of the really good stuff that, you know, Long Dark Halloween, or, or those kind of things, you just didn't you missed out on because of it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, as as, if you were going to do a digital library, then try to get as much as you can. You, if you're going to talk about a digital content, there should be an, a, a, a room of interns scanning this shit why you're talking about it so that way you could have at least a, a few hundred at least a couple thousand of comics yeah. there yeah yeah of, you know like hey here's the whole complete run of batman number one to the most current version of batman here's all the spin-offs. like you you know that people are going to want to read that you know like i've never like 
to go back and see maybe like the the Neil Adams stuff, you know, right. or Green Lantern when he was doing Green Lantern and Green uh, Arrow, you know, that that whole line, like, you know, all that social commentary, especially nowadays, how political that was and so good, well written with Danny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams, like you just fucking put it out there, but they didn't. It just they just held all that stuff back, and it was either because they didn't think it was going to be read, or they just didn't care, you know. Or I, or it might have been like the the they would have done in in the future like releases, you know, like you know, like hey, here's the Neil Adams stuff, you know, like you know, to bring it up, like you know, a year from now or two years from now, you know, just to to bring it up. But that's just saying, like like they, they this the being a being a a app. Um, you know, Roku, you know, Fire Stick, whatever device you have, um, is is a def- very difficult thing to get somebody's money. Because, like I said, like some things, like CBS, it's like I would love to see all the Star Trek. I mean, I would love to see Captain Picard. I hear all this stuff about how great it is and blah blah right. blah. But it, I'm not paying it. I'm like, it's it's ten dollars a month for CBS. I'm like, if you gave me something more than just that, I'd definitely do it. And it, it has to be like something like, ooh, like yeah, like like that's worth ten bucks. As much as a Twilight Zone fan I am, I, I that first season of the rebooted series I saw, it's good. But if I just waited, it's on Blu-ray right now. You know, right. I could buy it on. I I could even suck at them and go, you know what? It's just a TV show. I can buy it on, on DVD. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but I it's there. I can I can just buy. It. You know why? Because I waited long enough. That first season of Discovery is out on Blu-ray. Just go out and buy it. If you're that much of a Star Trek fan, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about you, the general you. Yeah. If you're that much of a fan of something, it doesn't matter where you where it's at. Like you could probably, if you're willing to wait, you can buy it as a set with extra stuff. You know, <clears throat> like it it, it, it kind of irritates because I was looking at Disney Plus, and they have all the X Men movies on. And I was looking at X Men Apocalypse. I'm like, I don't I don't own Apocalypse. I don't have that in mm. my collection or dark phoenix Mm -hmm. and i was like well here's an opportunity for me to catch like all the extra stuff no no extra stuff it's just the movies and i'm like you sons of bitches like you own this put the extra stuff on there too like why aren't you like where's all the the, all the special features and stuff because you do it for the star wars movies you know or at least some of them you know it's like where's why can't you you own it put it out there (laughs) It was just it was it was frustrating to see that and be like, oh, okay, like Days of Future Past is there, awesome. They don't have the road cut, which is kind of disappointing. Right. But okay, I own it, so I'm not really that worried about it. But it was just it would be nice to have access to it. I'll be honest, with Disney Plus, I'm looking forward to the Phineas and Ferb movie just because I'm a Phineas and Ferb fan. But Stacy and I have watched Hamilton like three times already since it aired. Wow. You know. It's been like one of those things. Like it's weirdly enough, it's almost like a go-to comfort food. Um, like because we're we're here in, in this little Airbnb, I'm doing a puzzle and she's doing something, um, scrolling through playing Paper Mario. It's not like a really heavy audio game. Everything's red. She'll pop the soundtrack to the, the Broadway play on, and then we were listening to it. We went out, listened to it in the car, and then came home and. It, found that spot on the play on, in the actual televised version and picked up where we left off. So, I mean, like, I, for, like, the past two weeks, I, I must have heard the soundtrack to Hamilton, like, a million times. <laughs> and seen it, like, two or two, at least twice more. 
know, because it's really, really good. I can't, you know, <clears throat> if, if anyone's taken away from anything this episode, it's, hey, there's a suicide bomber in Paper Mario, and Sean really liked Hamilton. I <laughs> 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 um, So, I mean, like, I, I guess I just feel like content-wise, and then there's all the QB stuff. You know, like, hey, that the whole Princess Bride thing. At least they put that out on a YouTube channel, so you can watch all those people play the, the, you know, the Princess Bride thing. But there's some Apple's got their own original programming as Quibi, uh, and the reason why I bring that up is because there's going to be Ronald Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jack Samuel L. Jackson to star in a new animated series called Fathamucka. Okay. What? Um, Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds will be teaming up for a new animated series called Fatha Mucka, basically F-U-T-H-A-M-U-C-K-A, according to a report from Variety. All that's known about this series, which should be on the mobile video streaming service Quibi, so far is the unusual logline. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds love each other. More accurately, Ryan loves Sam. When a minor mishap causes Sam to become Ryan's primary caregiver, things get weird. Ryan is delighted to spend all his time with Sam. Sam couldn't be reached for comment. (laughs) (laughs) The series is being created and executive produced by Jim and Brian Kehoe, who will also serve as showrunners. The brothers are the comedy writing duo behind the 2018 film Blockers. I don't know. I, I never saw Blocker, so I couldn't tell you if it was funny or not. <clears throat> the co-starring duo of Ryan's, Ryan, Reynolds and Jackson has previously teamed up in Hitman's Bodyguard, and they're also teaming up for the sequel, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, in 2021. Um, will be exclusive will be executive produced by people who don't really matter in this particular moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's an animated series, but it's, again, talking about primary content, it's going to be Quibi only. You're like, huh, all right. Like, we just live in that world now where everyone's coming up with their own little thing. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane that like that's 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 what it's going to come down to. And I mean, I, I've I've recently have been um, seeing that like people are trying to make apps that will actually put all these apps together so it's like or if you have disney plus or you have you know amazon prime or if you have you know uh, um netflix they'll 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 like want to try to put them all together so that way you know you can instead of flipping from from app to app you can just have it all in one and just do a search for whatever you're looking for and they'll be right there for you to make it you know easy you know um i don't know if that's ever going to happen or not but uh but like yeah but like like the closest that comes to that is Roku TV. Like if you get yourself a smart TV, like I, I, I'm talking about the TV that I'm looking at right now, that I'm probably going to buy one of these in a, maybe a month's time, probably. Um, it has Roku TV on it, but I just downloaded the Movies Anywhere app, the Voodoo app, you know, it's like the Netflix app, all those apps, I can just click, 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 boom, I'm there. You know, but you need the, you need the device to be able to do that. You know, mm. I, I mean, unless there's comes up with like, hey, you know, download the Geeksters app, and you download the Geeksters app, and you open it up, there's just all your content from all those things. That's tough to do because you got to get the rights from every one of those companies to be able to access that. 
Oh, yeah. It'd be different if you like decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to say, and I'm using Geeksters as a thing. My Geeksters app has my one password, one security system, and once I put that in there, I open it up, and it has my Netflix account already signed in. It has all those other things that are already signed in at one click. And then I just go, I want to see what's on Netflix. Click, and then I, it's, that's that's tough to actually kind of do. I can see why people are struggling because in my head it, it kind of already exists, but it kind of doesn't. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something that, I mean, uh, like the companies are trying this and they're trying to get it to work, and I, I don't think it's doing very well. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of the things it's just like, I just can't see it because it's like, what if you don't have this app or that app or, you know, like, like, like everybody's got different apps and that's, that's the, that's a problem. I mean, you know, like, like, what do you do? Like, you know, and it's just like, what if something like, 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 is, are they going to try and sell you an app now? Like another app? Like, Oh, well, you know, I don't have Netflix. Can I want to watch, you know, stranger things. And it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, well, you can watch it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know. Uh, whatever the value is, fourteen dollars or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, uh, thing they they get from uh, from Netflix, and then you know they have to add it on, um, and then all of a sudden now you're you're paying extra fourteen dollars a month for this, you know. I'm pretty sure the only way to watch any Quibi series except for the the Princess Price stuff is you have to own an iPhone thing and be subscribed to their Apple TV thing. So the only way you get that is through Apple products. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like I'm if I'm interested in that animated series just because I think it seems interesting and cool. You're trying to tell me I got to buy an iPad or I have to have an iPhone mm-hmm. or, or a Mac. It, it's so now that whatever price it is for a month now it gets compounded by a, a, a couple hundred dollar purchase. Like I'm not spending money to buy an iPhone 11 because I'm interested in seeing what you know what Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson look like as animated characters. I could pretty much do that in my own head. You know, <laughs> I, it's just, it's, it just seems like, or like there's that one called, I think it's dummy where it's, it's and, um, uh, Anna Ferris. No, not Anna Ferris. Um, she's in pitch perfect. It's basically, um, girl discovers her boyfriend has a sex doll. And for whatever reason, that sex doll comes to life and talks to her. Um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, thank you. Um, so that looks really funny. It looks really interesting. But I would really love to watch it. But I I don't have an Apple. I'm not paying for Apple TV because no, like I'll see if I can find it on like or that um the one by um the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He has that show about um being a computer programmer. Oh yeah, doing the video making video games. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was funny as all hell. I remember watching it going, that's great. I can't wait to see more of that, but I don't know when it's going to happen because I remember watching it on the Fire Stick and, and because I don't have, I'm not paying for Apple TV or buying an Apple product. I'm just not. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not, Ed. I'm putting my foot down. Uh. Well, if, I mean, Apple TV, you can get on uh, on, on your Roku stick. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause okay. I, you know, I just I know I'm not. I mean, I think it's like five bucks because there's like there's a movie that uh, that's out that uh, has a um, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, there's a Navy movie, and, and, and yeah, somebody saw it and said it was really good. Like he's like he's like he's like oh he's like you got you got to you got to get this you know to to see it. And I'm thinking I really don't want to give money to Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I had a Roku TV and if downloading that app, 
I don't know if there's free stuff on it, but if if it's I was, called I mythic, was, mythic, 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 <laughs> mythic quest is the show that you're talking about about that guy who's a video gamer and there's a group of uh, people. It's 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 a great show, and it I'm like I'm I'm itching for season two. You know, it was really good, and the dummy show looks funny, and the it's like there's some stuff that's somewhat interesting to me. But I don't know if I'm gonna if if it's five bucks for a month, maybe if I spent five bucks and I can probably binge watch if it's the only thing I watch for like that month, I probably can get all I can probably get it all out of my system and then cancel it and be like, Okay, now I'm good. And like maybe that's what that maybe that's what's gonna happen to people. Instead of binging food, you're gonna binge entertainment like we already do, but it's gonna be like, Okay, DC's got Doom Patrol season two or you got Titan season one and two and there's only ten episodes. That's if I watch one a day, that's twenty a day, so I can get it for a month. And if I get it for eight dollars for that month, I can watch binge watch those two seasons. And I can get done and out of my system, and then and then and then be over. And but you know, this the companies are hoping that you go, okay, you know what? Yeah, we'll give you the first week for free, and you get the and then you start paying. You get the month, and then the free, you know, the free week, and then we hope it becomes like your gym membership where you forget that you ignore the fact that it's being automatically taken out of your, your bank account. Mm-hmm. Because you forgot about it or you're not paying attention to that $8 that's disappearing every month. But yet you haven't watched a single fucking thing on it. <laughs> like it's like, Hey, I've been going to the, I've been paying for the gym for the last year. How many times did you go? None. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, why don't you cancel it? Cause it's hard. I gotta go there. I gotta cancel it. It's only ten bucks a month. Who fuck cares? You know. <laughs> and then it, it's the same thing with you know like Quibi or DC. You know, it's eh, it's only eight bucks a month. Who fuck cares? I. She, Sean just talked about pissing away ten dollars to watch a five hour doctor series. If it rolls over the next month, then it rolls over the next month. Who cares? They got me for an extra ten dollars. Maybe I'll cancel it this month. Uh, you know what? Maybe there's something else. I don't like. And next thing you know, you're five months in, and you're fifty. WWE's got fifty bucks out of your, you know, out of your, out of my pocket because it's like, hey, sucker, you forgot to cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. We just gave you. We just gave the first one was easy. Now you're the rest. Now you're paying for it. Like. <laughs> Because you're too stupid, and you're going okay. Well, with the ten dollars a month from WWE, the eight dollars a month from DC, you know, there's fifty, sixty dollars in, in downloadable content that you're not watching because, you know, you're just with all the other apps because you want to binge watch Picard and you want to binge watch Quibi and you want to binge watch whatever's on the DC showcase. It's like, or God forbid, you know, whatever Peacock has. <laughs> which I don't know what they have as far as original content, but if I ever have the itch to watch Friends, I guess I know where to go. Right. You know, I mean, it just seems to be like, hey, we're going to put all this stuff out there, stuff that it's it's I'm going to put content out there that your grandparents used to watch, but they don't know how to work that shit. So you're going to be around to help them with the apps on how so they can watch this week's episode of Golden Girls that aired 30 years ago. See what Blanche and the gang's up to this week. (laughs) (laughs) Golden Girls, my God, what a reference. (laughs) Golden 
Cleveland girls will always be topical for whatever reason or another. I don't know why. <laughs> always works. Just sassy old women. Everyone loves sassy old women. Um, all right, I got one last article for the night. Okay. okay. Um, this goes back to Comic-Con. And Man of Steel writer David S. Goyer discusses alternate ending and why Zod died. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Goyer recently participated in a Comic-Con at home panel via Collider to discuss the Mydrid comic book adaptations he's worked on. Um, just so you know, when Man of Steel came up, Goyer explained that he and producer Christopher Nolan sought to bring a re- quote-unquote realism to Superman's origin. Obviously, this worked wonders on Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, but since Superman is the most powerful being on Earth, applying the same logic wasn't easy. Here's a quote. I absolutely understand a lot of people had problems with it, he says. Again, quoting, when I have when I have had a hand in ad- adapting these things, you want to be as respectful to the core material as possible, but you also can't protect against failure. You have to take big swings. With big swings, they're big with big with big rewards. We took enormous swings with Batman Begins and with The Dark Knight. That turned out to be well-received, but we were trying to tell a different kind of Superman story, a Superman story that hadn't been told before and required us to take some really big swings. Um, We talked about it, Goyer continued. We talked about whether or not people would accept it, and the editorial staff at DC had accepted it. It doesn't mean it wasn't a mistake, but if you sit there and you say, I don't want to take any risk, I'm worried I might offend a portion of the audience, I don't think that particular. I don't think that's particularly healthy. Um, it's not a particularly healthy way to find to try to make a film or television show. He also added that he saw it as Superman's first and only kill, envisioning that quote. Afterwards, he vowed that he could never do it again. Uh, that to me sounds like a cop out, personally. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Goyer shared that he wrote in an alternate scene where Zod lived to fight another day. Um, this is again a quote. The idea that Superman would, uh, there is one of these sort of cryopods on the ship that ends up becoming a, the Fortress of Solitude that he's able to put Zide back in and then throw out into space, Gore said. Uh, we did talk about it, and maybe some people would have been happier with that, but it felt like a cop-out for the story that we were telling. Um, now, again, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Ed? I... I, I, I... Davis Goyer, let me start with this. Davis Goyer is the luckiest son of a bitch in the world. Let's put it that way, okay? Because first off, he writes like 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 how many how many things that we've watched through the years, and Davis Goyer's names attached to it. And there's been some yeah. great stuff, and there's been some shitty stuff, you know. And, yeah. and like like when he's on, he's on fire, and when he's horrible, I mean, it's terrible. So I'm going to start with that. So I mean, like, like to him, for him, like, like he's, he's living the dream. Like, you know, like, I don't care what he, if, you know, if he thinks his life sucks, he's an idiot because like his life is like, like how, how many times we, like, I remember like we watched, uh, who was the, the, the Nick Fury one, uh, you know, with, uh, Hasselhoff and we saw his right. name on it and we're like, Ooh, and it was, it was terrible. I mean, I, I, you know, like I, that was one of my favorite characters from DC and to see him portrayed that way, it was terrible. And, you know, and there was some other stuff like, you know, like I said, the blade series, uh, movies, uh, like he wrote, like, I think the original one, I don't know if he wrote them all, but right. 
you know, I mean, I think you have to get a hand in all of them. You know, I mean, how good how good the first one was. Right. <laughs> the other two, uh, the other two, yes. another story. But you know, that's that's out for a jury. I think he also wrote. Um, you know, screw you. While you're talking, uh, I'm going to look him up. Okay. Because I think he wrote Green Lantern. The, the movie. <laughs> so, 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 but my point about this whole thing, as you're as you're looking him up, is the fact is is that like he, he you never know what you're going to get from him. Like like he he takes chances, and and you know, and and like I said, there there is some stuff that I I applaud him for. I think he did a great job on. And then there's times I'm like, yeah, he should never have written this. Like like I don't I don't think he knew the subject matter of, of this character at all or of this story at all because this was terrible. Like this was this was this was a big letdown. So okay. Okay, I'm I'm looking I'm 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 starting back in 1990 because the moment I saw this, this will make me chuckle. Death Warrant, which is Van Damme, a Van Damme movie. Okay. Then he wrote a bunch of the he wrote the demonic toys. He he worked for Blue Moon apparently on a, on a bunch of stuff like the the Doll Man versus demonic toys, the Puppet Masters. He wrote the Crow City of Angels, which I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 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 he wrote Dark City, he, the screenplay, which I like. Okay. Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., the 1998 TV movie. Right. He did do Blade, uh, Blade 2, Blade 3. Um, but then he went back to Puppet Masters versus Demonic Toys, which was a TV movie. Uh, Batman Begins, um, the Blade, the TV series, Jumper, which hit or miss with that movie. Yeah. Um, he basically was a story consultant for Call of Duty Black Ops. He wrote the screenplay for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Man of Steel, Dark Knight. Uh, God's, the um, additional writing is uncredited for the 2014 Godzilla movie. He helped create the Constantine TV show. Um, da Vinci's Demons, which was a good show. Batman v Superman, Constantine, The Legends Continue, it's a TV show. Um, Vader, the Vader Immortal Star Wars VR series he wrote, um, helped create Krypton. So, he wrote a screenplay for Dark Fate Terminator. I'm, like, I'm looking up to date. I think he wrote an earlier screen, screen, screenplay for the Masters of the Universe movie that's coming out soon. So he didn't have a hand in... <laughs> Um, see, the, see, now I'm, I have to go back on my statement here. <laughs> he was lucky once in a while. <laughs> yeah, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> that, wow. <laughs> I, I had no idea he was involved in so many bad movies. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I don't know. So I, think, I mean, like, I'm not, because I don't know what the horror movies, they could be good. I don't know. I have to get somebody who's seen those horror movies to tell me. Demonic Toys movies are, are okay for me. I, if if our friend David Sipon, Dave Sipon was on with us, he could tell you about Blue Moon Entertainment and and the love he has for those movies. And I got I mean, it. The subspecies movies are great. The Doll Man series is phenomenal. The Puppet Master movies, there there's some really good B horror movies that are out there, and they're all from New um, Full Moon Entertainment. Mm. Uh, phenomenal team and great and. Uh, it's 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 funny. I'm just like, yeah, it's some really really good stuff. So as he's a great horror writer, 
but <laughs> it's hit or miss with reality shows. Like, I, I I enjoyed Man of Steel, but I didn't think it was great. But I enjoyed it. I liked Godzilla, but he's uncredited for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Constantine, I think that character is great, but that's the, the character, not the writing. Right. You know, I mean, if the show was written better, it would have lasted. Right. You well, know, I mean, that's also too if it was on CW versus uh, NBC, it would probably, it probably would have stayed, you know, had right. more staying power because of, you know, because of the uh, where, where it was, not because of, um, you know, the writing or whatever. But I mean, even but even though like 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 <laughs> still like Spirit of Vengeance was like, ooh, <laughs> that was a miss nope. and a half. Jesus Christ. Um but you know, so but, I mean, to me, he's the luckiest man because every time I hear that man, I have to groan a little bit, like, you know, because it's like, what am I going to get? Like, 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 he could, it could be good, but it could be terrible too. It's that there's no in between. There's no between with him. Like, he also wrote that. Uh, he also was in an interview where he said he couldn't. He thought Martian Manhunter could never work as a character, and also he also slammed She-Hulk. That She-Hulk was just basically a character that they made so the Hulk could have sex with, and it's like, but they're cousins. Clearly, you don't know. <laughs> Apparently, Dave Escort is from the South. <laughs> <laughs> he lives on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> but as I was saying, so 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 he's one lucky guy to 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 do what he does. So with that said. I think they should have done. I, I don't think they. Sh- I don't think they should have had, killed Zod off like that with, with Superman the way he did that in the ending. I mean, I they should have done the pod thing that that he was talking about and all. I think that would have made it a better film. I really, I really do. I, I, I mean, that that to me that was just one one problem of that of that movie. I mean, there was a lot of problems with that movie. The the action sequences were just too fast and there was not like you you couldn't tell what was going on because of the the speed of it like it was just you well, that's, they, that, that's Snyder's visionary at right work. the vis, the visuals were not um I, th- I mean like out of out of all the snack Snyder visual visual movies that was the least visual pleasing of all of them you know like like you know like it just it like there was a lot of too much they, they were flying too fast and you couldn't like keep up with the action like the camera work i'm like i'm like shoot over here or shoot more to the left <laughs> i can't right. see what's going on and then a brick flies by and you're like what the hell was that and you're like and you're, and you're like uh, i guess he's trying to get shown the destruction and all and there's like all this cloud of dusts and stuff and you're like yeah like let's not focus on that like that's not the you know i i get it you want to you want to show the destruction of like how much damage they're doing to the world i guess to you know in this fight in this town in a city but it's just like it wasn't that good but i mean all that set aside i mean like to me it was like like superman never kills and then all of a sudden like yeah dc was okay with it and you're like really dc like you, 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 you know, you, you want to, well, you know, it's like, oh, right. you know, like it's, that's done. Like, there, you know, if DC's probably like, there's nothing we can do, you know, like Warner Brothers says, yeah, kill the ba- kill the bastard at the end. Like, you know, well, I, I think it's also that thing where, where someone says, okay, you know what? Batman Begins and The Dark Knight were so good and, and they did such, I mean, again, and I will argue that The Dark Knight is only good because of the Joker. If you take out him, the movie sucks, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but again, that goes to Heath Ledger's acting, not necessarily the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
because I think this, I think personally, I think the series gets worse as it goes on to the third movie. Um, but I think at this point, because it was such a big money maker for them, that Nolan and Goyer could walk in and go, "Here, I want you to sit down for this." Man of Steel, we have Superman kill Zod, and DC sees all those dollar signs of the previous movies. They're going, they just go, "Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yeah, sure, 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 yeah, 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 yeah," and then they do it, and then they go people start going, wow, that Martin movie was dark, Superman killing somebody, that's, wow, that's horrible. And that's where you can see these Marvel kind of, not Marvel, geez, Warner Brothers kind of getting a little rickety going, um, geez, we let this guy handle Superman, and now he's doing Batman v Superman? Yeah, because I got this great scene where I want to have Batman in the armor fighting Superman, and I'm going to have Doomsday, and I'm going to kill him off, and he's going to set up this big, long thing, and everyone's like, this is great, this is great, and then the movies are too dark and Justice League, oh, we can you know, and you just, you just see how the execs all of a sudden started getting involved. And I feel like they shot themselves in the foot because if they would have pulled the reins in and said, you know what, if they would have stuck with their guns and said, you know what, Superman is supposed to be better, the best version of humanity in this alien, we can't have him kill anybody it would have made more sense and would have added a little bit more dignity and it probably would have made it easier. You could have still had that big fight scene where Bruce Wayne is, you know, riding up and you see, you know, that building getting destroyed and how it ties in. You could still do all that and still have Batman be, have some sort of animosity towards Superman, but you still would have been able to make Superman the better of the better of the two of them. Right. Because, I mean, let's face it, in Batman v Superman, if you say, you know, Batman never kills, I mean, he's killing everybody left and right. I mean, those those trucks blowing up are with people in them, and those car he hit a couple people in those cars, and you know, like it wasn't he's not, and I'm not saying I'm against Batman killing. I mean, I think that it's 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 dicey at best, but you can't have a superhero movie without. I guess I guess you can have a super movie without body count, but Warner Brothers wants to do it so differently that they wanted to do any they wanted to do anything they could to not have the Marvel formula being bright and shiny and, and great. And then when people start giving us such a negative component to it, they go, you know what, shit, what can we do? I know, let's bring in Joss Whedon. He'll fix everything. And then it winds up being the Justice League movie, which is not the greatest movie of all. It's entertaining. I will say at least all those movies are entertaining. And I always have the urge to watch one. But I can never pull the trigger because a part of me goes, I want to see it just for this one scene or this second scene or, or other than that. I can't, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, all right. I, I just think that visually and storytelling wise, I think that if if they would have let Superman not kill Zod, I think it probably would have been a better tone. But DC well, I keep saying DC. It's really Warner Brothers. It's I say, I, I say the, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, Warner Brothers probably came in and did this, and then DC go like, it's like DC is like, wait, you shouldn't have done that, and it's like, we own you, and it's like, okay, like, like they probably had no power over it at all, and that's right, like, yeah, they didn't have a problem with it, Pfft, you know, like, don't talk to anybody, at DC, <laughs> or DC didn't care because they weren't really that involved in it, right? You know, yeah, like it's like, okay, well, we can still sell our comic books and still make movies and there's no cohesion that's still to me always been the problem is that the people at warner brothers didn't want to have cohesion with any of their films or their universe and and it's okay i completely am okay with them making every movie a standalone movie i'm fine with it and if you want to try to pull it together great 
but you got to try to make it work. You can't shoehorn stuff in, which is I felt like they kind of really did. You know, like, hey, we're going to make the Justice League before we actually make individual films. And then when that movie fails or doesn't do as well as you were hoping, then you start seeing all those other bricks just start crumbling under this foundation mm. that you laid, which was poor, rather than taking your time. And, and, and like, again, all props to John Favreau to make an Iron Man and, and Robert Downey Jr. because they laid a decent foundation to be able to create the Avengers through slow pace, individual storytelling. You didn't rush it. And I, you know, if maybe if they would have taken, and who knows, maybe with this whole Snyder cut, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're, they're trying to hell Mary pass this movie by maybe trying to, again, shoehorn a universe in or shoehorn, uh, I'm going to say a backwards, like, cover your ass kind of situation it's going to be like they're going to shoehorn all this stuff into trying to justify how things went mm-hmm. like oh we knew this was going to go we're going to let Snyder have his cut and then it's going to it's going to be a hit for HBO Max everyone's going to download the app and then for that at least for that one month they're going to get the 12-15 bucks out of everybody just to watch one movie and then we're going to have this thing where it's like okay well because of this thing it, it breaks off in this whole multiverse type deal with because it's got the flash in it, and I, I just feel like they're going to try shoehorning a multiverse and then try to justify. Because if you're doing like we talked about before with Michael Keaton being in it, it's going to make this multiverse movies where everything is permissible because there's no guidelines. Because you just go, yeah, that movie, multiverse movie, that was on Earth 27. Yeah, yeah I know it's it's Michael Keaton and all, but I. You can make, you know, like they did it with the with the crossover, the final, the Infinite Crisis, where, hey, flat the Flash from the 1990 TV show was on Earth 90. How convenient! Right. Like, <laughs> you know, the 89 Batman was on was Earth 89. Oh, go figure! You guys are smart. You could just do it that way. Like, oh, that bat, that Man of Steel is from Earth, you know, 17, right. you know, or or whatever, and then you can you can still have those characters and be, you know, you can still keep Affleck as Batman as that dark version, but then in an alternate version, he's a different Batman. He's a more the detective version. And then you get, you get to have him do his movie his way with no interference because it's all permissible. It's all legal. It's all allowed because you've created this foundation of, Hey, fuck you. Everything's permissible. You, you know, Marvel created this great little universe but that's a universe of itself. It doesn't have any multi, multi-layered, multi-dimensional characters yet. But we did it first, and now they're copying us right. rather than than them saying, you know, well, we don't want to do it the way Marvel did it. Now they can go, we did it this way, and now Marvel's copying us, and and the degree to be able to who does it better. But again, the idea is that you know you lay this foundation of all. It's all allowed. It's all okay. You know, Adam West's Batman lives in the same universe as Michael Keaton's Batman, and they're all allowed because it's all different dimensions and all different spinoff worlds. And it makes it an easier pill to swallow because in case if you want to make Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, it doesn't devalue Jared Leto's Joker. That, that <laughs> yeah. Yes, it it's, does. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, but it, it doesn't like you go. Okay, Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal in that last twenty minutes of that movie, but maybe if you're giving Jared Leto maybe a little bit more time, maybe you would have been able to come around to that. Like I could get past the tattoos part. It was how he handled the character, which was not comfortable for me. Yeah, well, see me. now, I want to see a Jared Leto cut of the uh, of the Suicide Squad. Like I, I like you know, like apparently there was more footage that we never saw. That that's on yeah. the cutting room floor. Like like, is that going to be the next thing in HBO Max that we're gonna we're it's gonna you know next article? We've we live in a world now where if enough people bitch about it, they they'll bend the knee and they'll go, yeah, okay, we'll 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 try it out. You know, like I don't think anyone really wanted Zack Snyder's cut, but enough people bitch about it, and then oh. Zack Snyder's <laughs> enough people kind of jerks about it anyway. Like Zack Snyder being the number one culprit of like, hey, here's a movie still of a, of something you never got to saw because I never got to finish my movie because of whatever reason, whether it be family tr- tragedy, or because he got fired, or or because or whatever reason, and he kind of was like, hey, I here's this. And then you have Jason Momoa, and I've seen the cut. Some other people saying I've seen the test screening of it. I was at a test screening, and that movie was completely different than the one that came out in theaters. That movie was far darker or far more interesting. And you have those kind of things where it's like, okay, well, now we're also living in a world where, you know, post Joe Schumacher passed. In a way, you find out there's a longer, darker cut of Batman Forever. Do we really need that? Part of me, like, <laughs> yeah. trust me. Any if I get an alternate cut of something, I want to see it. Like, like I know there's another cut of X Men, the first X Men movie. Like, I I want to see it. Like, I, I want to see what the original version right. of this was because some of the scenes are weird, and you go, well, th- there was something to this, and they cut it out, and there's a reason for it, and why, you know, kind of thing. After I, I mean, like, like after the Zack Snyder, uh, uh, Josh Whedon thing of, with with uh, uh, the the Justice League. I mean, Eve, after after I saw the movie, I was like, I was kind of like, what would Josh like? What would have Zack Snyder's cut look like? Like, 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 how different is it? Is is Stephen Wolf t- completely different? Which I hope I'm hoping for. Or <laughs> I, you know what? I'm even going to throw this, and I'm going to throw Disney in this table. There's another complete Han Solo movie that was made by the uh, the Miller brothers. They they had what do you call it? They did the solo movie, oh, and you know right. they halfway through Lord it, and Miller. Yeah, Lord and Miller. They did it. They did it, and it was pretty much completed. And Disney was like, "No, no, we want to, we want to change this." And they got Ron Howard to come in. In fact, one of the characters we talked about on the show, his character was completely cut from the movie because he couldn't. He was too busy doing his TV show, um, and that he couldn't time couldn't permit for him to take off time from the tv show to redo add scenes for the 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 ron howard version yeah so they cut his character out completely so it's kind of like like coolio in the daredevil director's cut like yeah. there's a character in the whole movie that you don't see because he got cut out i'm interested in seeing what that cut was maybe the lord and miller movie was way better yeah i enjoy, i i like i said i enjoyed the solo movie but I wasn't blown away by it. Maybe I would have been by the Lord and Miller one because I think those guys are pretty good. I mean, they fucking gave you sp- the recall into the Spider Verse. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're they're really good at what their job is. So I w- I would have been interested to see. And that movie was completed. Disney, I'm I'm throwing it out there. Step up. You got 
you got fuck you money. You have your own service. Just put it out there. You could do it quietly. Go this week on, you know, coming to Disney Plus. The Lord Miller cut of, you know, they all got paid. Yeah. So it's it's not like, you know, there's they didn't burn the negatives because half the shit's probably on digital and it's probably on file collecting digital dust somewhere. You just do it. It never hurts. More <laughs> content's always a lot more fun, especially for people like you and me are like, okay, well, what would that have been done if it was done differently? What would it look like? For better or for worse. Because as everyone's like, oh, finally, the Zack, Zack Snyder is getting his cut of the movie. This is going to be fucking awesome. What if it's a worse train wreck than Joss Whedon's version? <laughs> what if Joss tried to save what was already there? Like, <laughs> I'm, I, no, I'm I'm guaranteeing you that, that it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I don't. I don't I, I'm I, I'm still going to remain a glass half full on this one. I'm going to be hopeful and go. Maybe it is a better movie because I thought that Batman v Superman the extended cut was a better movie than the original cut because they added more Lex and it made Lex more devious from behind the scenes which wasn't really apparent in the final cut you know you needed some of those extra shots to realize that he was kind of he knew from day one who Superman was and day one who Batman was and he was manipulating him to to this exact point Hmm. you see and it's it's painted clearer in that version than it is in the version that was in theaters because it wasn't Bruce Wayne branding those people it was Lex Luthor doing it you know it from, he was paying people behind jail. It, he had, Bruce Wayne had nothing to do with it. Batman had nothing to do with it. It was, and that those seeds planted the pissing contest between Batman and Superman. But you needed that. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. Maybe Zach's cut of his Justice League. I mean, I mean, I'm more concerned about like how much did you film because it was supposed to be a trilogy. So do you have a beginning, middle, and end to this movie, or do you just have a beginning? Like, what if it lends off with to a, a to be continued in Justice League Two, and you're like, well, now we're going to get that, or are we going to get that? Like, what are you doing, guys? That's, I, I know, think I think that ship sailed. That's the, that's the sad part about this. That's the that's the thing that you're going to be kind of upset about is like after you see this, and it was if it is good, um, right? And you go, oh man, especially like the it's, it's dark side was supposed to come to the end or something like that as like a as like a, right. a bumper, you know, type of thing, and you go and. Oh, I'd love to see that, and, and and then all of a sudden, like you're not going to see it because, I mean, the characters are older, and like you know, like I I, I think there's too much. Um... Right, you it's the ship has kind of sailed. Like it could be, it's kind of like getting um, it would be like getting Empire Strikes Back with no Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You get this great movie that's got this phenomenal cliffhanger. Like wait, Hans and Frozen, Frozen and Carbonite. Vader's Luke's father. Luke loses a hand. What happens next? Yeah, you know what? No one cared, so we we shelved the whole thing. You know, it didn't. You'd be like, "What? There's so much there. Like, what? What happens? You know what? Read this book, or here we're gonna put it out in a comic book series, so the movie continue. Like, wait, now I have to go somewhere else to to try to. You're you're expecting me to make that commitment? (laughs) Like, no. Yeah, I'll see that movie. No, sorry. No, it's like I'm sorry, but if you want to know what happens to Luke and Han and Leia, does Han live? I don't know. Read this book. Wait, what? <laughs> like, if you want to know if Dark Side wins, you know, because supposedly he supposedly does, and you're gonna let me, you're gonna try to tell me that you're gonna end off that movie with with, you know, I mean, I guess with him winning at the end of it, and then 
it's like okay well that's great awesome wow what what comes next right <laughs> You know? But that would—I mean, to me, that would be great if you—if because you, I mean, like something like that would have been like, see, you shouldn't have—you shouldn't have fucked with it. You shouldn't have done that. Like you should have—you should have right. just like hold off, like postponed it, you know, if you had to because of Zack Snyder's problems or what, you know, like you know, like. Yeah, no kidding. You know, instead of being so stingent on release dates, if you would have given it a little extra time to marinate, and if that's the movie we got, I would have been okay with it. Or like now you're going to show me something that, like, if it's a hit and everyone loves it. Where do you go after that? Do you go, shit, people want more? What do we do? Like, people, you know, like, crap, what happens now? Like, what do we do? Well, nothing. We're not going to do anything about it. That seems like a wasted effort. It's a wasted, it's a wasted opportunity. Like, you're going to, you're leaving, what they say is you're leaving money on the table. Right. Like, you're, you're, you're walking away from a, a, a at least a, a decent return if you do something else after that. But who knows? You know, well, like, that's... You know, I guess we'll find out in 2021. I was just saying, here's here's the two camps you're gonna you're looking at. It's either what you're saying, like this 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 cut is going to be the the greatest of all time, and all of a sudden, like they're either going to have to make this move, like the sequel now, bring everybody back and pay them an exorbitant amount of money because a lot of people are being like, "Well, I ain't coming back." You know, I got too much bad press of this. You know, blah blah. blah. Or it's what I predict, and this is going to be the bigger flop than <laughs> Justice League now is, but it's still enjoyable to watch because you go, at least I knew, now saw Snyder's version of it. Yeah, that wasn't that good. <laughs> like, you can now go, here's two movies. Here's, here's, here's the movies from two different perspectives. You get to judge which one you like more. Now, the people who are really into Snyder are going to defend Snyder till the end, and people are going to be like, yeah, but Snutter can't, still can't. Most of his movies are shit. He got lucky with a couple of them. So, you, you know, just because it's a pile of shit, whether it's gold shit or silver shit, right. it's still shit. Yeah. You know, it's it's just how what you're willing to put the value on. And, like, people are going to be, people are like, I'm, when I read the internet comments about this, and it's like, you think it's like, the second coming it's like oh my god this movie is going to be so awesome and in the back of my head just I keep going yeah but what if it's not <laughs> like you guys are sitting there is this you guys are falling on some swords that you don't know like you're sitting there like you're riding and dying with right Zack Snyder and people are going to remember this because the internet never forgets and you're going to sit there and go I knew this movie was going to be phenomenal blah 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 and it winds up and it bombs I mean let's face it they're not really the only money they're going to make is off of subscriptions, but it's going to be hard to judge how many people signed. I mean, I guess they'll do the old wall. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There, it's going to be like a million, like a million people saw it in a week, you know, or whatever, or or or, or, or some ridiculous number. The HBO Max servers crashed because of how many people tried watching the movie. Blah blah blah. Exactly. You know, yeah. They're going to hope that maybe they'll have the same problem Disney Plus had day one. Yeah. You know. Which it won't, but I mean, but you're gonna have those people and be like, yeah, I saw that movie, and you were like, I, I don't right now, I don't know anybody who's a, a Zack Snyder, huge Zack Snyder fan, that's saying that this movie's gonna be phenomenal, it's gonna crush it, it's gonna be awesome, because I don't know anybody who's fighting that hard for this movie, because I almost want to say like, okay, remember it, because if it doesn't do so well, what kind of excuses are you gonna make? Because Zack Snyder just said. For the record, 
that not a single Joss Whedon shot will be in this version of his movie. So everything you're about to see will be a 100% authentic Zack Snyder vision. What if it sucks? <laughs> the guy that you were in the camp for, the guy that you were burning that torch for, going, he's awesome, he's great, he's phenomenal, failed. Failed you. Are you going to accept that, or are you going to make excuses? Because an adult would accept and go, yeah, you know what, I was hoping for the best, and it turned out to be shit. Or are you going to sit there and be what I think everyone else does on the Internet, stomp their feet and cry and blame somebody else? You know, <laughs> you know what? He never got his full vision. If, you know, we knew it was going to be a three-part series, we're all getting part one. All the good stuff's going to be in the second part. And we're never going to see blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but you were saying how great this was going to be. And, you know, you got a guy who's playing cyborg who's standing in that camp of, you know, like Joss Whedon's a big old meanie head and Zack Snyder was a visionary, blah, 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 blah. And, you know... Momoa going, release the Snyder Cut. Ben Affleck released, okay, now it's going to be released. Now stand your ground. Fall on that sword. Or at least be admitted to say yeah, it was great or it wasn't. I'll be the first one to go, yeah, it was phenomenal. I have no problem saying, yeah, you know what, that movie was bad. I was hoping for something good, but it it stunk. I try to find entertainment value into everything that I watch and try to find up something positive because it entertained me, but I'm I'm too old for that you know, diehard mentality of I'm going to go down with this ship. I'm going to be like, yeah, I wanted to, but it pains me that I, you know, that that first, that second Star Wars trilogy wasn't for me. Episode one, two, and three, I was disappointed in, and I can be an adult to say that. Uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, there are some good parts and some bad parts to it, but it's because I'm an adult and I can say that. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to walk away with like a Oh, it was phenomenal, or oh, it completely sucked. There's some good stuff and some bad stuff. You just got you take. It's like the facts of life, Ed. You take the good, you take the bad, and there you have it. The facts of life. <laughs> I think on that note, we should call it a night. <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you've been listening to Geeksters. Um, of course, if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Of course. If there's anything you want to contact Ed or me about, you can start off by con- you can contact us by going to either Ed with Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.